Fuck Today's shit. episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound, as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years so uh, occasional alcohol consumption jimmy johnson is on pit road because i think he's the leader and calling people on their shit it refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions this week's black flag podcast is now in session hey we edged them out we beat them so it's all good uh. <sighs> all right boys and girls <laughs> this is gonna be uh a good number it's uh where we currently are it's episode 207 that is the area code of the state of maine where the boys have flown back to uh since their uh debauchery done down in florida uh before we get too far into it i have some big news of my own uh, everybody knows that uh baby sanborn is on the way and it is a boy so uh pretty excited about that sorry my thoughts are with you <laughs> yeah uh, if he's anything like me then i am I'm fucked, basically. <laughs> but uh, looks like uh, looks like you boys had a, a time and a half down in Florida. It's uh, one of the hardest trips I've ever had to not go on, unfortunately. Uh, living vicariously through a bunch of Snapchats and uh, videos that you guys put up and watching as much coverage as I could on the TVs. But uh, as always, I am Charlie Sanborn. To my left is Bradley Saucier. And to his left is going to be Bobby Timmons, fresh off the third annual BFP Daytona trip. And uh, sounds like it started off with some uh, some fuckery, Bradley. Yeah, we uh, uh, so we touched on it a little bit on uh, last Monday's show, but we we showed up to Daytona and didn't have an Airbnb, and so I am someone who is typically uh, just worrying about everything at all times and wanting to make sure everything's all right. So before the trip, you know, there was some weird shit that had happened, and and I just kind of brushed it off because I was like, I've never had a problem with an Airbnb. We've never had a problem anywhere we've gone. Um, Honestly, batting a thousand. Yeah, so I was like, "There's never been a problem." So I just, I just had faith that it was going to be all right. Well, um, about four days before, um, and again, we probably touched on this, but we'll just touch on it again briefly. But about four days before, our Airbnb host changed from um, a Maria to a Stephen, um, and I was like, "Well, that's weird, but maybe he just bought the unit. Maybe it was a timeshare. Maybe they just moved, changed it over. Whatever." I was like, "I don't care. Everything still see- seems like it's fine. There's still positive reviews for both these people. I feel, I feel safe." So then we get there and they just tell us straight up, they're like, we don't have any record of you. And so I called Airbnb and they were absolutely no help whatsoever. And so I had to spend about, and again, we, we were there 
essentially I wanted to get checked in, unload all of our shit, get the microphones set up so that we could record interviews throughout the week and then just go to wing house. And so last year we had gone to, um, Max McLaughlin's room and his room was very much set up like a suite. Obviously we, we had a two bedroom suite. Well, we we're supposed to, and you walk in, there's like a dining room table on one side. There's a full kitchen on the other, on the left. And then there's like this big wraparound bar. There's a the room on one side on the right. There's a room in the, on the left. There's a bathroom, um, on, uh, down the hallway or whatever. And then the master bed or bathroom has their own master bedroom has their own bathroom. There's a pull out couch TV, uh, and then a patio that you could sit on. Well, <clears throat> that is the exact situation in my mind that I thought we were going to be walking into. So I packed all the microphones, the old stands that we had, every headset that we had, the big banner backdrop that we bought. And I was like, I actually bought a ring light, um, like cell phone holder so that we could record the video of it. Um, and just everything just came crashing down all immediately upon getting there. So, um, actually had just like an extremely stressful, really shitty, like couple days beforehand leading up to it. So then when I landed in Daytona, I was like, or when I got to Daytona, like all the weight was just lifted off my shoulders. I'm like, let's fucking go. So excited to be here, whatever. And then it's just like, boom, like the worst possible thing that could happen at that moment did. And, uh, yeah. So just had to spend the first you know quarter and a half of the Super Bowl fucking on the phone with Airbnb lady was super nice, but absolutely no help whatsoever. She offered us a free coupon for a thousand dollars and then proceeded to tell us that any other stay around us that she could cover it with, um, would have to we'd have to pay the additional balance which uh, obviously we got there we booked this back in like November or whatever and then we got there a week before the 500 so there was basically nothing available so um, at least in, in especially in that building so she was trying to get us something in there and then she kept telling us that it was going to be like an additional $1,500 for us and I was like I, lady I don't think you understand and you hadn't gotten your money back yet right? no and so she told me that it was going to be a 15 business day wait for my money to come back and get refunded in my account so um, and I was already hammered upon showing up, which was fantastic. So I just fucking gave my phone the old uh, chuck down the beach, which resulted in now that. Oh, good. Uh, showing that to Charlie for the uh, visual podcast that we have. And uh, I was going to say, that's yeah. a, you're so, known for a good phone toss. It's broken. Yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> if I, you know, if, if uh, definitely not smart, let's just say that. But um, in my mind, when I threw it, I didn't think that it was going to break because I was like, it's a beach. It's fucking sand. And then I remember that they cars drive on. cars down there. <laughs> and that you like broke your ankle on it like two years ago yeah. by catching a football, yeah, Charlie. I oh, yeah. Or I, your foot or something. That fucking hurt. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, that was my first thought. As soon as you showed me the broken phone, I was like, I didn't think it was going to break. And I'm like, Charlie probably didn't think his foot was going to break either, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got to be honest. When I was talking to fucking Stacy or whoever was on the phone with Airbnb, I wasn't Did her thinking, mom have it going on? I don't know, but I wasn't thinking about Thank Charlie's so much foot <laughs> when I fucking hucked the thing. But So essentially, <clears throat> I, I'm at this point just like, okay, well, fan-fucking-tastic now, like, I might as well just go home. So I, like, started looking up flights home because I'm like, there's not going to be nothing available in, like, Daytona. So I, I just started, like, walking to... Um, fucking the oyster pub because there was a bunch of people there for the super bowl so i walk in and joey parker and jacinda and jesse and all the whole crew they all had buckets or whatever and joey just handed me a beer after i told him the story and and uh she's like yeah man like he's like what are you gonna do and i was like I've, i have no idea like bobby said he found a place for a couple days and i was like i mean i don't know where it is like i haven't really even talked to him so like then we finally met up with bobby and he was like yeah it's like a place down the road whatever we don't have until thursday and then we have to find a couple more places, but we'll figure it out. It's just like a good enough buffer. And so I'm like, all right, like whatever. So then I just started hammering the fucking gas, like back to 
at least we have a place to sleep. Because, like, in my mind, like, I've always been just a vacation planner and nothing's ever gone wrong in I, like, I the 10 you... places that we've gone. Like, everyone's always said, like, I'm, there's not much I'm good at, and that's, like, about the only thing. I will give you credit. You are a five-star uh, travel agent. Well, and four it's... now. <laughs> yeah, but... We docked him a star <laughs> yeah. this one. Yeah. No, and so, like, that in my head, like, I always plan everything out. I'm very, like, diligent with that shit. And so I just... You know, I, I was like, there's no way it's going to go wrong. And then it all did. And I was just like, well, great. Now, not only do I have uh, Bobby and Abby and Amanda that are going to be staying there, but I've just now let all of them down and let Blaze down because Blaze actually had a room across in Daytona and then said, do you guys have extra room? Because I, I don't really, I don't feel like I need to stay in like my own place. And I was like, yeah, we do. Like, whatever, just come stay with us. So now I have Blaze who was expecting a place and now no one has a place to stay until Bobby found that one hotel room. So then Blaze had to go find another place the, by himself. The good thing, because you had expressed your concern with this could possibly go wrong, and it didn't take long. You and I walked into the Ocean Walk together, and it didn't take me long to realize that this was going wrong. So the whole time you were dealing with uh, Joseph, the very nice uh, manager, I was already on Airbnb. Like, I'm already looking up other shit. And you called Airbnb, so I'm, like, in limbo. I've got it, like, all I need to do is hit book. But it's also... $600 and it says non-refundable. So I'm like, mm. well, uh, do I, you know, pull the trigger? It's cheaper than a set of tires. <laughs> going to give us a place to stay till Friday. And and this is what? The Saturday you got there? Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Sunday, okay. We're talking an hour before kickoff of the Super Bowl. You know, we had all these plans of, um, you know, watching the game at Wing House and doing all this shit. So, um. I don't know what the Airbnb lady told Brad, but he just stood up and walked out the front door. And I'm like, all right. So I follow him, and I was like, what are we doing here? And he's like, I don't fucking know, Bob. And turned the corner down A1A. Well, all right. <laughs> Guess I'm booking this place. <laughs> so I, I booked the place, and Marcus was with Blaze in Blaze's car. They didn't know what was going on, so I, like, filled them in, and they're like, oh, fuck. And Marcus was like, well, I got a house. Like, we'll just we'll get air mattresses. We'll figure it out. So in the meantime, Abby and I drove to where this place was. It was only like two and a half miles down the road. So we uh, we get there, and it's an, I'm sure like Brad said we talked about this last week, but you know some people didn't probably didn't listen to last week but that do like to typically listen to our Florida show. So said check in was at five. This is at five fifteen, five thirty. Like I got a confirmation email. You know, host was named Monica. She had all great reviews. The place had a couple good reviews. Must be a fairly new listing. Because I think it only had two reviews. They were both good. And uh, to check in is self-checking with a smart lock. I don't have a code. need a code. It's 5.45. 6 o'clock. I call the host. Message the host. Nothing. I'm like, fucking motherfucker. Did the same thing just fucking happen? And at this point, I'm like, well, I don't know where anyone else is. I think I think Sam and Marcus went to find Brad. And I was like, well, I can either be miserable in the car or we can be miserable at the wing house. So let's just fucking go to the wing house. So I go there, start watching the game. My God, is that place awful. Like, you remember last year, Charlie, it was trending downward from the year before, right? Uh, the service was horrendous. It's even worse. That yeah, is even worse. We went there. Bad. We'll get to it, but it just... No wing house 2024. Yeah. stop. Yeah, that is that is very no much. More. I didn't get to cut the cord, guys. <laughs> You can you can go lucky, and sit lucky by you. yourself. Just go just go to the lucky bar. You. Just go to the bar and just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. If we go there we have to try to occupy the entire bar and even then 
questionable. Yeah. Um, so we we watched the Super Bowl anyway. Brad comes back, Marcus comes back, Sam comes back. I think Marcello joined us, and uh, we ended up turning it up after that. Um, fairly stressful day, but it all turned out okay in the end. Um, so we ended up going. We did the tour, to, you know, the typical Daytona tour. Coyote Ugly was dead. Um, Grandview for the booby store. Um, didn't see any boobies by design because we just went there to hang out with our boys. And uh, we moved on to Monday. I think I don't know if you have anything else from Sunday, Brad. No, no, I don't think I have anything else that we didn't really so, uh, touch on. So just knowing, knowing Brad the way that I know him, and for as long as I've known him, that Sunday is peak anxiety, worst nightmare for Brad to ever happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. A thousand percent. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It did make up for it later in the week. I'll, I'll probably forget to bring it up when when um, when we do it. So eventually we did. Um, finally get a room at the ocean walk for friday night which is where we're supposed to stay again every single night but um we finally get a place and we're only in there for like 10 minutes the girls are getting ready bobby and i are having a beer out on the patio overlooking the ocean as far as you can see is just ocean and you just hear the waves crashing slowly we're listening to some music and bob 12 stories above the like party deck that's down below like the pool area and bobby just looks at me and just goes well, had I known this place was going to be this cool, I probably would have been just as pissed as you on Sunday. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that, that makes us feel cool. a lot better. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I mean, like, obviously, like, I caused a scene, but, like, ev- everything just came, like, crashing down. I was like, we don't, like, people don't understand how many, fu- like, Daytona Beach is so dead at all times. And then the 500 happens, and it is just, whoosh, fucking everyone. That and Bike Week. <clears throat> also, those who have never been, Daytona by itself, if the if the 500 or Bike Week isn't happening, it's kind of a shithole. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's really no nicer than Old Orchard Beach. No, I mean. it's just Old Orchard Beach on steroids. That's Old all Orchard might actually be a little nicer. <laughs> Old Orchard Beach, but in the middle of winter, yeah. where back, well, back and some of the bars just and... stopped in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, and if you're going to go to Florida during the wintertime, you're not going to the northeast coast of Florida. Like, you're you're no. probably going to the west coast or south, you know, south beach. Yeah, Key West. Yeah, so Daytona, not a real uh, tourist trap by any means, except for uh, Daytona 500 or Bike Week, like aforementioned. But... Mm. Um, so on to Monday, we recorded with uh, with beers and Tom the Modified Guy. If you haven't listened to it, um, weird that you don't listen to us every week, but it's okay. <laughs> um, that was a good show. Beers was a good guest. Tom was funny. Um, what did we do Monday? Monday was lunch at Cruising Cafe in New Smyrna, correct? Yep. Yep. There, is our ceiling tile night. still there? Ceiling tile is still there. We walked right over to it, <laughs> pointed up to it, kind of looked at it, and uh, I never went back to cruising the rest of the week. <laughs> Which is wild, because I think we went there, what, like six times last year? <laughs> yeah, and it just... For me personally, they have no good food options. Like, I got a burger, and it was okay, but I've changed my diet so much that I can't really eat fried food very often. It just makes me feel so foul that we had cruising the one day for lunch, and I'm like... Eh, I don't think I can come back here for lunch anymore. Like I, I wanted to go back to drink later in, in the night, and um, I didn't uh, um, it, the night you guys went. Well, the but... tough part, if if you can't eat there, that's like the day spot. Right. That's where you go right. to get some you know, pre-liquor drinks, right. and then you know, maybe a greasy fucking chicky tendy or something like that, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, naturally. Hell of a place, though. Naturally, we uh, <clears throat> we spent so much time. Actually, our, our guest a little bit later on, uh, Luke Baldwin, he had, he had saved us a couple T-shirts from the uh, Jimmy Blewett T-shirt. Uh, order there was only a handful left so uh, we were supposed to go meet up with him to pick them up um, naturally we showed up to the racetrack uh, just about the time that everything was going green so Luke was just about strapped into the car and we're like we have our t-shirts and he's like um, come back after the race and we were like mm, nope we're not doing that because <laughs> we're gonna go to the bar after the race 
Um, yeah, Monday and Tuesday, I think features rolled off at 7.30. We strolled in through the gate at about 6.45, which is just enough time to cross over, make one pass for the infield, and get to your seat without being trapped in the infield during the national anthem. And, and New Smyrna is the epitome of Florida time, <sighs> where everything is three hours behind schedule, even on the TV. Uh, they, they, they started on schedule. No, they were on ish. schedule. They were on schedule <laughs> well, like every single night, but the only thing that was different was that they were so – it was like they – they must listen. They were so ahead of schedule at times that they would do like 50 pace laps, and everyone's just like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, and there was it, there was one tour type race later in the week. I think it was Wednesday night. I counted. They went 18 pace laps before crossing over and going green. It's like it's 75 <laughs> degrees outside. It didn't take the cars. Aren't that cold? They don't need to be that warm. It didn't. Uh... I, I think that that tour race was actually later in the night, so I don't have an explanation for that one. But the first one that um, I think it was the, the prolates were the yeah, first the, one the, that night. The prolate was the first race of the night, and everyone's just like, "What the fuck are they doing? Wow, it's taking forever!" And then they I was cross like, them I, all up. They go and crash in the first turn. Yeah, I I, I looked at my Every phone night. and I was like, "It is seven twenty-eight, <laughs> guys. The race isn't supposed to go green until seven thirty. This is on television. They're going live at seven thirty. They're going to go green at 7.30. So then I'm literally showing someone my phone, and it turns to 7.30, and then they give them the one to go. And I'm like, told you. <laughs> like, I am hammered, and I had to just decipher this for all y'all freaking out. But, like, they actually were surprisingly um, on schedule every time. Uh, there was no car accidents or nothing to uh, put a detriment into that no one. No dead bodies in the road across the street? No, no. no. But the, the, the one thing that definitely fucking charred my testicles, though, was their caution lineup procedure. They did the choose cone. You're a big fan of that, right? Biggest gimmick in motorsports. Like this isn't fucking wrestling yet. Um, but the but it, it proposed a new issue that I wasn't really aware of. It meant that they had to like double and triple check the lineup every time to make sure everyone was where they needed to be. And then they would. It's it's a if it's a half mile, it's a half mile plus or minus some. I think it's closer to a five eighths mile. You could choose and you could choose cross and go one to go, but instead they would choose cross and then go around a whole nother lap. Now, a, a, a caution lap at New Smyrna is 30, 35, 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Like, they're all crossed up on the backstretch. Why do we need to go another lap and a half to start the race? So, I, I'm on the same page as you with the. Yeah, we're we're gonna deploy for Florida for like three seconds here. I'm I'm on the same page as you with the the choose cone rule. I think it's kind of silly. Do you agree that the leader should get land choice though? Yes, and if the leader chooses the top, and second place now has to go to the bottom, third place has to go to the top. Like reverse crossover. Like if you're third place, and the leader chooses the bottom, you go on the bottom. If the leader chooses the top, you have to go to the top because it works the same way. Huh. Okay. And there'd be less confusion. Interesting. You're basically saying that if the top is the advantage, the guy with the further ahead position, you know, one versus two, one gets the advantage. Three versus four, three gets the advantage is the way I would I would do it. Okay. But um, either way, the, cho the choose cones just got to go. Like, it's just a fucking stupid gimmick. And God forbid you clip it with the corner of your nose piece because uh, plenty of dipshits did that and got thrown to the rear for it. So then you cross them all up. Sorry, Justin Brown. But, for example, 46 hit the choose cone to the rear. So then you ride around, pull him out of line, make him go to the back, ride around for another lap, slide the whole line up ahead, ride around on one more lap, and then give him one to go for one more lap and then go green. So every time somebody ran over the choose cone, it was three to five extra laps. 
And that's if the radio, their spotter, heard race control. There was some motherfucker in the sportsman race on Friday night before we even got down there. They rode around for six laps just trying to tell the guy he had to go to the rear. Sick. I'm like, God. And we are super appreciative of New Smyrna. They gave us media credentials. Um, so we, I, I don't want to shit on them too bad. But holy fuck. Like, being in the Northeast, we are so spoiled. Some of the worst run programs in New England run way smoother and faster than New Smyrna. Huh. I actually thought that as a whole, this year was a huge improvement over the last two because there was numerous times last year where it was like past midnight when we were getting out of there. And this year, I mean, it, it was later, but it wasn't... It, and it, in it, all we honesty, just got it spoiled was, at Volusia, I it think. Was, it was just the fact that there were cautions and, and a lot of cars, huge fields and everything. So you would have a caution... If they could just clean up the yellows, like, you know, they would, the top three would stop in victory lane and, you know, they were like, let's go, let's go, let's go take your pictures. Like no loitering, you know, get, get, let's go, let's go. We got to keep it moving. They'd get the next division out. They were mostly lined up. Like they didn't fuck around too, too awful much. You know, when the next division would roll out, like they, they did make a conscious effort to move the program along until it got to the hands of the race director under yellow is like, that's where all the issues came from. Yeah, so Monday Monday was uh, our inaugural trip to uh, uh, to New Smyrna Speedway, and they, we did have a lot of uh, had a big group of friends that night. It was pretty easy to spot. Bobby and I would go on a big walk because we had pit pa- uh, passes, and no one else would get them. Uh, most people just go sa- sit in the stands, but it was uh, it was pretty easy to point out our group. We pretty much held down the exact same uh, area the entire week. But Monday was fun. Um, not super uh, I feel like when I showed up to the racetrack I think I told this to Bobby but I was more looking forward to Tuesday and and uh, Wednesday just because of the fact that they had uh, an ASA super late model race and then also the blue memorial on Wednesday so um, Monday uh, I don't even remember a ton of what happened in the actual races I didn't put down any notes for uh, for Monday actually I did all my notes actually today so that was yeah I believe that was a uh, tough one but yeah, I couldn't tell. It all, it's such a blur. I mean, and Matt Hirschman absolutely dominated the tour-type modifieds. I mean, spoiler alert, he wins every single night the rest of the week. Uh, it's yeah, it's all such a blur. And I don't... Obviously, we get the rep for being the drunken darfs, but we really didn't even drink that much. Like, you know, we got pretty tore up the first night, but I don't think I ever really got more than a decent buzz until Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah, I I can't say the same. Um, getting getting into Tuesday actually, that was uh, that was kind of the longest day, at least for me. Um, I had to go pick up Amanda in Orlando, and that's like a hour and twenty minute jaunt. That might as well be a five hour trip. Um, I went to bed Monday night. We ended up going to um, Beachside Tavern, closing that down, and uh, then ended up back. I think I I think that was the night that we ended up going back to. Um, you, I dropped Bobby and Addy off and then we went, Blaze and I were supposed to go to Waffle House with everyone, but everyone stopped at the Waffle House. It was like two and a half miles before our Airbnb. And I was just under the impression we we're going to go to the one by Grandview because that's the only one I knew. But, um, for some reason they weren't serving food. They weren't serving people for dine-in. They were serving food for takeout. So there was a line standing at the door and they were handing people food. And I was like, well, I can't really sit with my friends or I shouldn't because it's not really a safe area. So... We just ended up going to IHOP, naturally, um, closing that down a little bit. Got got to bed super late, woke up early to go pick up Amanda. Uh, terrible, just terrible drive to Orlando. Um, and uh, then we ended up going, uh, basically we went back and met up with uh, 
Bobby Abbey and Blaze and uh, made the plan with Max McLaughlin to go to uh, Caribbean Jacks, which uh, we shut down last year, Charlie, the last night, last day we were there. Just a phenomenal spot, uh, a little Valentine's Day get together. And uh, we walked in and it was at that time, it was just Bobby, Abby, Amanda, myself, Blaze and uh, Neeland. And so we were like, they're like, how many people do you have? We're like, wow, like 14. And they're like, is all 14 here? I was like, no dipshit. You're looking at six people. So obviously not. And, He's like, all right, well, when uh, when everyone gets here, we'll, we'll get you a table. I'm like, <laughs> fantastic. All right. So we just go to the bar, hold that down for a while. And Max, two and, hours. Max and his uh, entourage were like 45 minutes late. They were supposed to be there at 2, showed up at a cool 2.45. That makes sense. Um, but w- w- So basically, they had like this huge table. The guy was actually super nice. He came over about halfway through, and he was just like, all right, what time are they going to be here? And I was like, ah, I think around 2. They're like, all right, well. So they just put like a bunch of tables together so that they had a place for us and it looked like the last supper so when we walked over like it was such a just long narrow table i was just like oh it kind of looks like the last supper we'll have to recreate that picture and the waitress was like oh yeah you guys should do that and i was like i mean fucking whatever and max is like yeah we can do it whatever one of his buddies like looked kind of like jesus that's why he was in the middle um <laughs> holding I, the breadstick holding a pretzel rod <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we put on a wicked long fucking caribbean jacks shift that was uh that was definitely the longest day, definitely the longest time we spent loitering at uh, one restaurant, but just an absolutely phenomenal spot. Um, we uh, we got recommended that a couple of years ago and ended up just... Uh, Hit it for the cycle. <laughs> yeah, finally finally going last year, and then that was uh, one of the first stops we made this year for sure. But uh, we ended up... That was one of the nights, that w- one of the days we just sat for like three hours and uh, ended up making it to the racetrack fairly late um, and... Uh, at one point in that night, I don't, I don't remember. A couple of years ago, didn't you get bit by like a fire ant or something? Or was that one of someone else of our friend group? I do remember a fire ant incident. There was a fire. It wasn't ant, me. There was a fire ant up. situation, and at one point while we're drinking, just blazing our shotgun, we're just having a good time. I got bit by something wasn't, on my ankle. Wasn't was, that like Alex, like Max's fucking whatever that is? No, because it wasn't New Smyrna out drinking. Um, in, the, in the parking lot, yeah. And uh, I don't remember, I don't remember who it was, but someone got bit. And so at one point, I'm I'm just drinking whatever, and I I feel like this like felt like I got like pricked by like a tack. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck was that? And I looked down, I didn't see anything, but I was just like, ah, like, kind of hurts, whatever. Just keep drinking, whatever. Don't think anything of it. Wake up the next morning, and I got like this like black or like I don't know some sort of scab, like this big circle. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And as the day goes on, as the week goes on, it like my ankle like ballooned up into like the size of a baseball. And I didn't even realize it until it started, like I looked like, down. Oozing fluid. Yeah, it started like oozing shit. And I, at one point in the weekend, like we were walking around so much, and I just, I was just under the impression that I was going to need to go to the hospital for like whatever that was, because there was like this massive like yellow like ring around it. It was not great, uh, but that happened on Tuesday. That was fantastic. Um, then we uh, obviously made our way into the racetrack to uh, watch the uh, the ASA race. It was uh, it was a hundred lap super late model race. Um, Steven Nasty was kind of dominating it for a little bit early. Uh, Bubba was right behind him but nasty ended up breaking and then uh william sawalich was now chasing down bubba pollard and then william sawalich breaks and then now bubba's leading with uh william byron right behind him and then bubba breaks and william byron goes on to win which uh would have been he the won chalk on, pick. he won on monday too uh, yeah it came to me he started on the pole monday and just waxed yeah, he uh, he ended up <clears throat> ended up kind of lucking into that one. He probably, I mean, obviously when, when William Byron's in a super late model, you assume that he's going to win, but it, it looked like it was going to be a fuck of a he, battle. It was going to be Bubba, a race anyway. Like he, and the four of them were all good. I mean, uh, Solowich, Sawalich, I suck at saying his name. Sawalich was was pretty good and in a team guard of Byron, so I would imagine it's as good of equipment. 
So he's also uh, the he, 24, right? He was two he now. Was two, but, yeah. okay. he, he was holding up, not holding up. He was racing Byron pretty hard for a while there, and it it allowed Nassie and, and Bubba Pollard to drive right away. And uh, so it looked like it was going to be kind of the Nassie and Bubba show that uh, a lot of people were accustomed to seeing a few years ago. And then uh, it just all kind of fell right into Byron's hands, and he's not going to fuck up when he gets that opportunity. So, and that um, thing is just so good. I yeah, mean, obviously he's good. You know, spoiler alert, the professional's better than the hobbyists, but um, I think anybody with a pulse probably could have won in that race yeah, car. I believe, believe that was the last time he's uh, going to be driving that car. So Yeah, yeah. I heard that uh, the bosses above in the, at the professional level were like, yeah, that's enough of that. Yeah, really. Yeah. Something something Allegedly. along those lines. That's so, disappointing. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, Kyle Larson's still going to race 60 other extracurricular races this yeah, year. Yeah, no, but Kyle Busch gets to run Xfinity races again. <laughs> yeah. he, he went out... Uh, he went out on top for sure. Uh, won a lot of the races that he entered in in that car. So uh, obviously he's a uh, he's pretty good. But um, Tuesday night was uh, was probably the most fun beachside tavern night. Um, we ended up with uh, quite the crew, and we all kind of had the first two fire pits like locked down. Um, at one point, um, I found a cat. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby found a, actually you found <laughs> that was a cat. Monday night. Yeah. You found a cat on Monday night. The cat's name is Melrose, and it has a Allegedly. Facebook page, and it did also be named Bird, and it didn't add Bobby back. So that's fucked up. That cat didn't get my attention on Wednesday after it didn't add me on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. T- uh, Tuesday was uh, so Bobby met the cat Monday. Tried to add him on Facebook, and Tuesday Bobby. Uh, I was gonna slide in. Bo- Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, sad mood broke out because uh, Melrose was not there. Melrose was not in attendance at his perch where uh, we met him the last night. And he eventually just showed missing up. or not he, not participating. He was missing I for a while. He, allegedly, it, it was has a lot of lot of uh, <laughs> speculation. Yeah, speculation. Not really Jesus sure. Christ. Speculation, speculation. <laughs> speculation. <laughs> His name could be Melrose. His name could be Bird. Some people think it's a she. It's definitely a he, and uh, allegedly lives at the apartments out behind um, Beachside. And his owner just leaves the door open for him. So I, I prefer Melrose just because of the obscurity of the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. like that to me is a boy's name. I don't know who would think that Melrose is a girl. Yeah, but... Mel. Yeah. yeah. So uh, right. anyway, he's a frequent. Uh, he's a local to Beachside Tavern, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love me a good cat. He wasn't super friendly. Um, <laughs> I respect that because <laughs> if I go to the bar by myself, I don't really want to talk to anybody either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I you know, fully respect this cat and um, and his uh, his ongoing. He online. just does his but thing. He eventually he came back on 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 Tuesday. He strolled in pretty late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got he, tuned up the night before. He had to he had to help uh, had to work the night shift. At, he, had, he had to work. He had to help Jack Baldwin put his car back together. I yeah. think uh, that's why he was a little bit late uh, arriving. But uh, no, so uh, that was definitely the most fun beachside night. I think we just had so many pals. I mean, just two two full tables with uh, a bunch of people standing up and. Uh, then uh, I, I didn't get to bring ten shots back all at once. No, actually, it was a it was a nice night or a nice couple nights yeah. um, for. So Derek, uh, like we had to mention, Derek Nealon, spotter of uh, the eight car for uh, Richard Childress Racing, but also one of our good friends. Kyle he, Bush. He has, we call it, um, Derek Tuesday. <laughs> Derek normally goes to work a day early every weekend just to give himself travel buffer and, and to get, you know, uh, situated and you know, leave yourself just in, in case there's any issues. Well, he goes to Daytona two days early. So he gets there on Tuesday when he doesn't really need to be there until Thursday. He would typically fly into Wednesday. And it's the annual Derek gets tuned up, and then we don't see him the rest of the week. <laughs> and he was on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> and we got buckets at 
uh, Caribbean Jacks. He got buckets of wide, and uh, like Brad and I both got uh, some Roni Light buckets. And um, we had wanted some shots, and there was basically our team had six, Max's team had eight, and Brad's like, "Well, you know, I'll get the eight shots for uh, you know Max's squad, and Derek, you can get our six. And um, we've graduated from uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch shots to uh, Pink Starburst shots. Okay, and, and okay, so pretty good, pretty fruity." And so we order 14 of those, and Derek's like, I'll take them all. <laughs> and, like uh, drink them all or pay for them all? Pay for them all. Okay. <laughs> so so we uh, we fired those down, and then we ordered 14 more. And that was when Brad took eight and Derek took six. So we so we fired down two uh, rounds of shots at Caribbean Jack's, and I believe... So at this point, you've had two alcohols uh, in about 30 seconds. No, there, were, there was some time in between. Like Brad said, we put in a shift. And then, Full shift. <laughs> so we get to Beachside, and Derek's like, what were those shots again? Out comes fucking twenty more. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice because I don't uh, think he bought all twenty that time. But. No, I think that I think your sister helped out with that with that bill. But uh, it was nice for Marcus and I because we uh, we're usually the make it twenty crew, and uh, we didn't really even make it twenty this week. Uh, I only made it eight at one point, and I think that was the most shots that I bought this week, which was good. Um, not not a whole lot of shots going on, but um, so, well, when when you make it twenty, it's usually about a hundred and. 50 bucks a whack every time <laughs> yeah, you do that yeah so. uh but the night that uh the night that well tuesday the night when everyone was there uh austin beers was sitting at the corner drinking his apple juice or whatever he was doing and uh some some older gentleman walked in and gave him a, like a, a painting of Dale Senior and Dale Junior for some reason. I had a video on my Snapchat story. <laughs> That's just awesome. just some like old dude that he he talked to him for like ten seconds. He's like, "Here, I want you to have this." And like, we're all sitting there with like a shot in one hand and like a beer in the other. And Beers just walks in and just goes like showing it's like show and tell literally he was so proud and so happy and i was like i hope you're taking that home that's kind of sick he's like hell yeah i'm taking this home and uh so he like set it down next to the bar and then then the same dude comes over and gives him like four bang energies and just puts them right in front of him it was the weirdest fucking situation on a bar i've ever seen kid's not even drinking he's the only one that's probably he trying like, to fuck him What's I, don't, going on? I don't know he's probably just the only one lively enough to have a full if conversation it's not slurring words if you're not with the racing community and you are a goer of Beachside Tavern. You're an absolute fucking weirdo. That is a weird fucking yeah, place. Weird place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a reason we only go on the weeknights. <laughs> it's like it's like Bubba's Sulky Lounge in Portland. You're only going there because there there's a reason everybody's going there all at once. Yeah, yeah. There, that was the uh, there was a night that uh, so that was the the basically the end of the night. Um, and then when we went to go back up, there was a uh, unnamed party with their penis in the uh, rear view camera leaving Beachside. Yeah, a couple um, of a couple of other uh, bubblegum. Yeah, yeah. Blanche, Blanche uh, sat in bubblegum, and then uh, someone else actually just full on like Blanche was showing us the, the bubblegum that he sat in. It really ruined his shorts. But then uh, all of a sudden, someone just whipped the whole penis out, and I just I was just <laughs> trying to leave <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So. Uh, that got that got fairly aggressive, but um, a lot of men genitalia that we didn't need to see. <laughs> yeah, that do um, be like that. So uh, that that uh, basically brings us into uh, into Wednesday. But uh, before we before we go into Wednesday, we're we're almost halfway through the week, I guess. Not really, because uh, we go all the way till Sunday or Monday. But uh, this episode is brought to you by Home Track over on YouTube. Uh, even though it was just Speed Weeks, so we know most of you listening at home are itching to get out to your home track and watch some New England racing. This episode sponsor may may not be able to make the Thompson Icebreaker come any earlier, but they will be able to help you scratch that itch. This week's episode is brought to you 
by Home Track over on YouTube. Home Track follows the O'Brien family's race team and their adventures. They compete full-time on the NEMA and NEMA Light Series. And for those of you that have never seen a NEMA race, they put on a fuck of a show. So if you're looking for something to get you through the next couple months, head on over to YouTube.com slash Home Track Racing and enjoy the show. Uh, Home Track will be with us for quite a while, so we're going to beat that down into your fucking skulls. Uh, they're going to be with us until the end of in March, I believe. Uh, I guess that there's a there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Dennis O'Brien, I believe, uh, owner of the uh, number 16, 61, and 51 NEMA lights. Uh, Matt uh, O'Brien, I also assume, um, owner driver of the 16 um, full NEMA car, the Tiger looking car. So that's a that's amazing. That's an homage to to Charlie. Yes. Uh, Danny Cugini, is that how you say that? Danny Cugini for sure. Cugini? Yeah. Well, it's definitely not Cugini. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not that. It's, uh, <laughs> Max Zackham's brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, uh, the only full-time driver in one of uh, Dennis's light cars as well. So I'm assuming the 51 probably used to be his because he ran his own car that was number 51. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and uh, so all those guys, I assume, all end up in those videos. So be sure to go check them out, youtube.com slash home track racing. And uh, Max Zackham, like you just said, appears in those videos as well. So... Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing those guys hopefully soon. Icebreaker cannot come any sooner, but be able to be sure to go check those videos out and scratch scratch your itches. Um, itch your scratches. Yeah, yeah, that too. Presuming they're not medically induced itch, itches. Yeah, or you, you can go, still go see a doctor. That's mad, Bob. Or yeah. no, or is that? Are you talking like crotch itch? Well, I don't know. The bug bite that I had itched, and then my that's legs where you get hurting. blue amia, right? Yes. Or is that the for elbow your thing? hurt pussy? <laughs> Melrose is hurt? <laughs> no, blue emu for your itchy I, pussy. I saw fucking Melrose itching himself and limping. Yeah, I thought over. Melrose cats, was a guy. Cats do weird things. Or no, <laughs> yeah. he is a pussy because he's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> fucking meow. <laughs> <laughs> fucking meow, 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 meow. So uh, we did go an entire week without seeing ridiculousness on a TV. That was a good Well, everyone tagged us in that, so that fucking sucked. But uh, <laughs> Wednesday, uh, Wednesday came. Uh, we uh, went, went, to, went to the beach. Each, each let's, let's go get away. That was the only time we hit the beach all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Brad uh, and I threw a football for nine minutes before both of us were in pain. <laughs> Blew your arms up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to the beach for quite a while, and then uh, ended up with uh, with Freddie over I at did Land have Quite an injury. So um, I cut my right finger off a bunch of years ago. They stitched it back <laughs> on, but the fingernail still fucked up. Fingernail. Yeah. Okay. So I have to cut it. Like it's almost. It's almost back to like normal nail, but it's misshapen and I have to cut it. I'm getting impatient. So I cut it too short trying to like get the fucked up part of the nail because the fucked up part of the nail like creates a weird callus and it kind of, it's a whole situation. So I cut my fingernail too short that morning ah. and like the, the catching and throwing of the football like made it hurt a lot. And so we go to Landshark for lunch. Our, our, we normally do one stop a week at Landshark. Um, Brad's real fake dad met us there. I yep, like a land shark. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I, the day before at Caribbean Jack's, I'm like, I'm going to try to get food that, like, I don't, we don't have at home, you know, different things. Like, I can get chicken fingers anywhere. So, Abby and I decided to get peel and eat shrimp. Not worth the amount of effort um, for what you get out of it. But there was, like, a Cajun seasoning on the peel. Ooh, right in the cut. Right in my fucking finger. How'd that like, feel, Bob? Oh, it hurt all day. Like, the <laughs> entire day. It just, never didn't hurt. Your, your finger just has a heartbeat all oh, day. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I'm like, this hurts more than when I cut it off. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Did you say dad went? 
Dad went to Landshark. Yeah, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob. I did see Bob on the uh, injury report. Bob Mahomes on the injury <laughs> report with, uh, with seasoning in the finger. Oh, it was awful, dude. It hurts. I so can't bad. imagine, dude. There is a, there is something just about. I'm when gonna you have, have PTSD like, from the term peel and eat shrimp for the rest of my life. <laughs> dude, there is this, like something about when you was your it just a day deal or was it up. a couple days? It or? hurt all day, and then I woke up the next day and about. Two hours into the next day, I'm like, oh, well, that went away. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, probably just probably just needed a shower. Honestly, <laughs> get all the spices out of my finger. Fair enough. Yeah, so that was the day that uh, Freddie uh, Dad met us at, uh, at Landshark, and uh, Bob and I had the uh, the intention, all intentions on getting to the track early. Like, um, I had some people I wanted to see, some things to talk about, a couple T-shirts to buy. Like he had said, I wanted to buy one from my buddy Eddie McCarthy, and uh, we showed up earlier uh, than normal. And uh, it was still too late because we got trapped on the outside because they were doing qualifying for like an hour and a half. Well, we we uh, there was a there was a very self inflicted uh, gunshot wound that 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 uh, Bob just described there. We got to the racetrack like <laughs> two hours it's before the, we it's were. It's the meme of the guy <laughs> yeah. shooting the guy dead, <laughs> yeah. and then who did this? <laughs> yeah. And that's just who made us late? <laughs> yeah, that, and it's us. <laughs> it wasn't even it wasn't even that we made ourselves late. Like we we showed up later than we wanted to, but we also had plenty of time to like go in, and we just decided that we were. It was such a beautiful day. It was like sunny and like eighty two. And we were just like, just have a couple beers out here. And then we just waited and waited and wed and drank. And Jake Zelmer came out and met us. He had a bowl of like chop suey or oh, something. Jake. Yeah. yeah. He didn't he, have much fun this week. <laughs> yeah. No. He, uh, he, the nights that he further did, backing the point that if you're going to go to speed weeks, don't go to work. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't have much fun. And, uh, the nights that he did go out and asked where you at, we were very much in Daytona and not New Smyrna. So that was a tough one for him. But, uh, yeah, Wednesday was the, uh, the Blue Up Memorial Night, that uh, was pretty much Dick Stomp. I think that was not a Dick Stomp by Matt Hirschman, but it, it was him and um, Matt would not Patrick have won that race had there hadn't been a caution because uh, Matt ran him to in quote, or uh, Patrick ran, <laughs> this is a quote of the week, uh, Patrick ran him to Pat's Clam Stand <laughs> in turn one. <laughs> Uh, I knew there was a gas station out over the top of turn one, um, but I didn't know there was a clam stand. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Emerling did just yeah, it wasn't even close. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then Hirschman was back to like fifth, and there wasn't that many laps left. But I forget a caution came out for somebody in the back, and uh, on the next restart, um, in an attempt to run him to the clam stand again, Matt just lifted one car length earlier and crossed him over, and just absolutely made Emerling look like a even bigger dipshit. Well, it, I, the the problem, not problem, but like the the part that made it seem even worse is that like after the race, they're like, oh, what? Because I'm watching on TV, obviously a million miles away from everybody, but they're like, oh, so what was what was going on there? He's like, oh, well, you know, Matt drove me. You know, he, I owe him a couple from last year. This, that, the other thing. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like you just you, you're trying to win the race. You drove like you, you get it, and it, you just look like an asshole now. Just I, accept I it. Think- I don't know. It was was the picture of there was a picture that was going around at some point. I don't remember what night it was from. Um, it might have been Thursday because we weren't there. But it was Matt Hirschman. Like as like there's not even like fully room for another car above him, and he's just putting Emerling in the wall like down the front stretch. And I don't know what night that was from, but I just kind of assumed that that was from Wednesday, and that's why. Yeah, I mean Matt's no he's no choir boy in this. No. Like he races hard, and he's and he'll squeeze you, and he'll he'll I mean. You, you, you got to race like it's but I can see what it is frustrating because he is so much better than everybody else that for lack of a better term call it being a sore loser but when a guy is that much faster than me like 
I'll, I'll put myself in the situation. Jeffrey Battle's never driven in the side of me to pass me. Jeffrey's never used me up. He's never punted me. I've done all of that to him, and he still just passes me. So you kind of just have to say, we got beat. But, it, you know, if, if Jeffrey's going to be faster than me, but then he's going to use me up on the way by, run me high, squeeze me in the wall, bounce off me, like I've seen Matt do to Emerling and others, I'd be pissed too. But, man, does Emerlin sound like a fucking crybaby when he talks. Huh. Just And he was even worse on Thursday night. It was just a bad look. That's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, like just – and trust me, I'm a loud mouth, and I've shot my mouth off better than anybody, but just, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, so uh, speaking of Thursday night, uh, that was uh, that was our throwback Thursday. That was our – we have a tradition now that we've done twice so that we'll have to do it a third time. But uh, we, we have one superlative um, throughout the week, and uh, last year was Taurus Tuesday this year. It was Throwback Thursday, so uh, it was either bring your own merchandise or we're gonna go to uh, the flea market and you're gonna get some shit. So uh, that was the day uh, that we some ended up gross pea stains. <laughs> oh, that that was the day that we made it over to uh, the locally famous Daytona Flea Market. Um, and is, uh, this the same place where we got beers and ice cream and yeah, it was a hot yep. dog or whatever yep. last yep. year. Yeah, we got beers, no beef jerky. I was a little upset that. <laughs> I'm assuming the crackhead that sold us that beef jerky last year uh, is in uh, prison. Passed away <laughs> of a heroin he's overdose. No, he's no longer with us. So, so, so Bob and I. What a, uh, weird, what a weird move to just be like at Daytona Beach in a NASCAR flea market selling beef jerky. That's it. And I, that's the only reason I went. I had brought, I had brought my own throwback. It was fucking good too. I'm still a little upset that I came up with the Taurus Tuesday idea last year and then proceeded to spend $150 on clothes I would never wear again. So I was going to back it down this year. I, I brought my own throwback gear. Like, I was just going to go for the time, you know, go peruse through diecast, you know, contemplate buying things I shouldn't buy on that. But uh, the main goal was I wanted some fucking beef jerky. That shit was good. That was it the was, best fried fucking ferret I've ever had in my <laughs> life, for sure. But we, uh, we pretty early on, we get there, and we go to walk in and uh, find an ATM. And then, you know, Bobby and I and, and Blaze were like, oh, I kind of got to take a piss. So we walk into the bathroom. Oh, man. <laughs> and when we walk in. I walk at in first, first. At first, it's Bobby and I. So Bob walks in. He walks. I walk in next to him. And there is some dude <laughs> that is just fighting for his fucking life. Making absolute mud. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, the okay, man, just mud. hold it together, dude. Hold it together. And we're, so we're, Brad's, Brad's doing a good job, too. And then Blaze steps up and you hear. <laughs> and Blaze just loses it. We, we went so like, dude, we're like Bobby and I are almost done peeing, and this I might not have had my pants buttoned up. I might have just stopped pissing and walked out. And this dude, this dude has not stopped making just fresh mud, and the whole time we're peeing, forty-five like, seconds to a minute to of a, just absolute <laughs> mud blasts. Yeah, and like it was like we're talking like forty-five seconds in. Blaze finally walks in, and I just hear full-on laughter from three stalls over and I look in place just as the fuck he's laughing so fucking hard uh, and then Bobby and I start laughing and we just had to get the fuck out of there because that guy was going to come out and just fucking spray mud and to everywhere. be fair our dicks are cleaner than anything in that bathroom so <laughs> yeah, if we had stopped yeah. to wash our hands it would have been a disservice it, it, I, like, we just it, got, it I gotta get out been. of here gotta get the fuck out of here yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could just picture the whole thing too. Oh, uh, it was it was so foul that guy, which is but, not uh, fair because pooping is natural. We all do it, but holy fuck, I had we Brad and I we had done so good keeping it together, and Blaze just immediately <laughs> loses it. Oh, uh, like yeah. he's never heard a grown man poop before. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, my if my I will always be friends with people who think pooping and farting is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's become. Uh, if the I, guy had done like it like once or twice, but it was just. <laughs> <laughs> And then like a five to ten second gap, and then just. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh my fucking this guy! What did you eat? Fucking, <laughs> he got I'm the, not even mad. Like, Are you okay? He got that last round of fucking squirrel the guy was selling. Ooh, we uh, wasn't tenderized enough. Uh, so I, I believe. Uh, well, I don't know what we did. What we did uh, that day for like a uh, we went to Caribbean lunch. we went to Caribbean Jacks again for lunch because oh. my sister and uh, Brenda and Hannah came with us. Oh yeah, yeah. So and, we did do uh, the uh, the old Caribbean Jacks and uh, ended up we actually ended up Charlie. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh, is it a movie or anything else? It's a restaurant in Daytona. Then it's Caribbean. What have I been saying? Caribbean. Caribbean. Well, I'm the outlier. No, I, I also was saying Caribbean until about halfway through the week, and then I figured that I would switch it up so at least no matter what, I'm 50% right. I feel like Caribbean. Only, I feel like the only time Caribbean is acceptable is, for you, is if you're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, you never know. Otherwise, if, it's Caribbean. But you're, They're the same never, place. You never know. You never know if someone's talking about fucking Johnny Depp. Just like, yeah, speaking of poop. Yeah. <laughs> Amber Turd might have been in that bathroom stall. Uh, Although we were in the, we were in the men's bathroom. Uh, allegedly. Uh, well, she's done weirder shit. Um, like poop on a bed. <laughs> so, yeah, so we uh, we ended up actually at Caribbean Jacks, then ended up at the racetrack pretty pretty early. That was the earliest night for sure. And so the highlight of that <clears throat> that uh, that day, we, we get to the racetrack early enough to have a couple beers, whatever. Wide. And uh, we're having a couple of rides in the parking lot and some two sketch balls. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. We got scammed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, some two sketch balls. I, mean, I, I hope us. we didn't, but yeah. it kind of seems like we did. Yeah. They, they walk up. What charity did you donate to? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got hats. <laughs> <laughs> For a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so this, this fucking guy comes up with these American flag hats and the, the they were whatever. Um <laughs> I don't even know how the interaction started, but he starts handing out these hats and he says something about their $20 each. You know, it goes to the uh, feeding homeless veterans of, I don't know, whatever, something bullshit or other. Volusia County. Saying that, you know, he was a service member and this and that. and, and uh, <laughs> That's where you go, can I give you 40 to just leave me alone? Well, that's what we should have done. But he, like, started cracking jokes, like, didn't really know what he wanted at first. And then he kind of just weaseled his way in. And, I, like I said, I don't really remember how the interaction went, but... He gave my girlfriend Abby a red hat and was like, "Just like your underwear, right?" And then I'm like, "Jokes on you, bud. She doesn't wear any," which was a lie. But I'm like, "Why would you say something like that?" And then he's like, "I know. That's why I said it." And I'm like, "Okay, now you're just being a fucking weirdo." Like I was trying to, I was trying to joke with you, but you, okay, go fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've so had enough of you. <laughs> he went to go. He went to go leave, but uh, not before every one of us bought a twenty dollar hat. And um, well, he like put them all in our heads, and then was like, "Oh, by the way." Yeah. Well, yeah, he gave us all hats, and I thought, I was like, oh, whatever, a free hat. Like, I'll fucking destroy this thing tonight at the dirt track. And uh, no, we ended up having to spend money on it. And uh, he reiterated his point that it was, like, for food and uh, yeah, feeding, shelter yeah, feeding and, and, and medicine and stuff and, like that. And it, it might have been true, but... Um, hopefully it was. Yeah, yeah. We, he got $100 out of us. Yeah, hopefully it was, because we, yeah, we definitely bought if a lot. If not, of I hope he bought that good loud. <laughs> so, yeah, he definitely <laughs> bought something with it. But uh, 
So yeah, we got we allegedly potentially maybe got scammed and um, uh, put a pin in the hats though. Just just yeah. just hang on to that thought yeah. for for a couple days. Yeah. So we so we go into the racetrack and uh, we're wandering around whatever. We got all broke up into different different groups. We got some steak on a stick as uh, as we do because that shit's fucking fire. Was the move. Um, and then we ended up uh, sitting right outside of turn one for the races and and we got up there and we're all having a good time and and racetrack or dirt track racing something. Uh, you know, kind of foreign to you know, us up here, at least, um, especially to Amanda and Abby who'd never been to a dirt track. So they're having like the time of their life. And Amanda, you know, she's, she's happy having a good time. And I'm just like, you know, just, you know, their racing's cool, but you know, it's just, it's, it's dirt racing. Like I, I like going to it a couple of times, but like, it's just, I don't know any of these guys. So it's kind of hard to like, uh, obviously I only know Max and I uh, really like Kyle Strickler, Jack Leonard. So that's like, how we guys, got but... broken up. We had walked in. And we went and spent an absurd amount of money on uh, merchandise because the merchandise game in the dirt world is is top tier. And then we were all like kind of just loitering in like the food and fan section. And then it's like, and starting on the inside of row number two, we got the 8H. That's Max McLaughlin out of wherever the fuck, wherever. And I'm like, well, that's the reason we're here. I'm going to go watch his heat race because I hundred cars on the property. He's the only one I know. So I like walked up in the stands and I expected to turn around and see uh, eight ducklings following me and it was just abby <laughs> well all right and uh i just pick a random set of grandstands happened to see mike ordway there so i sat next to him and i don't know where you guys all went but yeah, yeah we went we in. lost you we went in because we we had made the plan to go get some beers so we walked in to grab a beer and then they were already racing so we're like well we might as well just watch it right here so we started watching it on like the tv uh and then max like pulled in went right over his uh stall so we walked over and like shot the shit with him for a little bit and then uh, ended up Making our way back through, kind of sitting in the same spot. And it was about, like, right before the features rolled, I was like, yeah, you know, like, dirt racing is super cool. But, like, I've never really seen, like, a really good dirt race. Like, it's exciting because it's something different for us. But it's, I've never seen, like... There goes Brad what, manifesting things again. I've, I've never seen, like, what you what I typically see from, like, flow racing, like, highlight videos, you know? It's, like, obviously the highlights. They race every fucking night. So every once in a while, there's highlight videos that come out. And it's like, damn, that was fucking sick. But I was like, I've just never seen something like that. So I, I tell that to Amanda, <clears throat> and then the dirt mods come out, put on an absolute fuck of a show. Last thirty lap laps, green to checkered. Um, some dude buddy in a one eleven car when he redrew the pole, I'm like, was it black and blue and white? Black and blue and orange. It's like probably <clears throat> Kurt Spalding. Mm, yeah. No, it was a not that mod. It was big oh. block, big block oh, mod. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <clears throat> never heard it, which was just kind of unfair because. I haven't heard of any of those guys, but this guy redraws the poem. I've never heard of him. He's not going to win. And he damn near won. My Darf moment of the week. I didn't know how many laps the races were. So I didn't realize that either race ended on a last lap pass. Cause where we were sitting, you couldn't see the flag stand. Like the chain link fence was just at the right angle that I couldn't see the flag stand. And there was a little kid down front with the flags, but he was sucked. He was terrible. <laughs> he, was, he, he was like a half a lap yeah, late with everything. Don't follow that kid. I did, I did the same exact thing. <laughs> so so the, the mods, I thought the mods were going 35, and I thought the late models were going 50. I don't know where I got this information, but it was 30 and 30. So they take the white flag, unbeknownst to me. They go into one. Matt Williamson hawked down this other dude, passed him for the win. Last lap pass. Crowd goes nuts. Great race. Caution free. 30-something cars out there. Oh, wait, well, that was a fucking great race. Too bad I didn't know it was ending. <laughs> and then the late models go out and uh, don't know anybody in the field, really. Um, 
But essentially the same thing happened. Who were the two drivers in the late model race? Uh, I know it'll come to me. I just need a Brandon Overton. Right, right, right. So yeah, Brandon Overton and Bobby Pierce. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Pierce. I was so like, we, I remember we, we had bet each other because I said Brandon Overton was on the pole, and I'm like, no fucking chance anyone beats him from the pole. And you're like, five bucks. I'm like, who are you taking? Because I'm not giving you the field. Like you got to pick somebody. He's like Bobby Pierce, or maybe it was the other. I think you no, actually yeah. proposed it because you're like, no one's beating Bobby Pierce. But he was starting like seventh, and I'm like, Overton on the pole. Fucking forget about it. And um. I had five dollars for uh, twenty nine and a half laps, and uh, Bobby Pierce passed Brandon Overton on the last lap, and uh, I was shocked because I thought there was twenty <laughs> more laps left in the race. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that poor kid gave him halfway, and Bob f- fucking lost five bucks. Was all excited, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that that was uh, the, the two of the best races that we saw. Definitely the two best races that we it saw. Hundred cars in the pit area, four big block dirt modified heat races, six outlaw super late model races. Two concies per division, two features, all started and finished in the time it took New Smyrna to complete a 66-lap 602 modified race. Perfect. Yeah, We could have driven to New Smyrna and caught the tail end <laughs> of the races. Sure could have. We didn't. No, um, we most definitely didn't. So, uh, yeah, that we that night we uh, we ended up going back and uh, getting everyone getting ready and ended up making our way out to, uh, I believe, Coyote Ugly. Um, now you guys went to cruising too. Oh yeah. Oh, so that's that was the night. Yeah, it's Bobby put it up on jack stands. Yeah, I was uh, should have. In hindsight, there's always one night you gotta. Well, in hindsight, we should have done it on Wednesday because we went to Beachside on Wednesday. None of our friends came out. Um, I think my sister and, and their group came out, but like none of our friends from the races came out. Um, got stuck next to these people uh, from Indiana. They were nice, but they were they were on a different level, and I couldn't. Even, we couldn't even get to their level. So in hindsight, we probably should have put it on jack stands Wednesday night. I'm now old. I can't hang. <laughs> Had to put it on jack stands on Thursday night. Yeah, Bob, Bob put it on the, the old jack stands, and uh, so we proceeded to go to Cruzen. Uh, it was Amanda, Blaze, uh, Hannah, Nicole, and I, I believe, and I think Brenda was there for a little bit, and then um, we basically saw what Cruzen had to offer on a uh, on a Thursday night, and then uh, a couple people were at uh, Coyote Ugly, so we're like, oh, let's go over to Coyote Ugly. So we we grab an Uber, uh, go over there, and uh, walk in, and didn't really recognize anyone, and I was like, well, this is kind of gonna suck, I guess, and uh, then all of a sudden, I I just messaged Max Ugly with a question mark, and he uh, his whole entourage showed up pretty soon after that, and it was he didn't even get to see my text, but. So we're just hanging out, whatever, and um, I think that that oh, maybe that wasn't the night. Yeah, so we ended up at Coyote Ugly for a little bit, whatever, and then Max was like, "Well, let's go over to Grandview." <clears throat> well, I think that that was going to be Amanda's first Grandview experience. I think that Thursday night, yeah. So we ended up going over there, and she got the worst draw of a Grandview trip <laughs> of all time. I mean, we walked in there, and like it was all. It was just Max and like two other people or three other people that he was with, myself, and there was fucking no one else in there that I recognized. So like Max is talking to a couple of his buddies from the racetrack that he knows could be competitors. I have fucking no idea. And I'm I looked at Max and I'm just like I literally know no one in here. And he's like really because I know like everyone in here. And I was like I I don't I don't see I don't even see like Strickler who I could talk to. Like I don't see any of these fucking people. So. yeah, that that night was that night was tough for for uh, Amanda. Unfortunately, uh, her first Grandview experience was very much just sitting at the bar and just wa- like eyes wandering around. Probably and I was thinking, <laughs> "What? <the fuck?" laughs> yeah, yeah, what the hell is this?" And uh, unfortunately, if she she should have been there for for Sunday because Sunday was yeah, an the, absolute fucking time. The first night, it was literally just 
all the boys. Like yeah. it was, you know, um, and Jacinda, Joey and Jacinda, me and Abby, but like it was all just the rest of people were dudes. I don't think there was a single other girl there, you know, all from the racetrack. Yeah. Whole 82 team to the point where I'm like, is there girls working here? I don't know. Cause yeah. I'm talking to Dylan rock and Jesse and Marcus and Joey and you know, everybody that was there. And then, like you said, a poor Amanda gets the fucking night where it's the, yeah. Yeah, she the creature feature. She, <laughs> the F main. She, yeah. she got uh she got kind of shafted on that one, but unfortunately, uh, well, I guess fortunately for me, I was I was also not even having a good time in there. It was like pretty. It was pretty shitty. I mean, like there was no one that I recognized whatsoever. So I'm like, you know, this kind of sucks. Whatever. Like, grab a couple drinks. Like, the place closes soon. Like, we'll end up heading out. Well, right before we ended up heading out, um, Max is getting a picture of his lady friend and i believe scott bloomquist and kyle strickler and maybe it was just bloomer and then strickler like ended up coming over to try to get a picture when he was already done taking one and then i was like oh get a picture with uh, her and i and, and strickler or whatever and i went to go get, take a picture and he goes i am not letting that happen and i was like what and i was like all right well then just get our picture so then that's where the, the picture of me bloomer and strickler come from and Max Dolliver um, was <laughs> was uh, just Max like getting a picture of his his old lady or whatever with a bunch of other people, and then I just jumped in there and took another one right before we left. Lights were were on, so that was very much the closing uh, yeah, that was time. very much closing time. But we ended up uh, ended up going over to finish IHOP. your titties and beers. <laughs> ended up making our way over to IHOP, which uh, we that was probably the most uh, eventful IHOP trip. Typically, like last year, the year before, we'd have like the whole back section just filled, like fucking like the Last Supper, just everyone sitting at the whole table, just causing absolute ruckus. But this year, we got a couple booths, uh, one on each side, and uh, <laughs> so we we walk in there and we're we're telling the story about how last year we sat at the exact same booth. And we we're batting the lights back and forth, and it didn't. It went somewhat viral on TikTok, just like oh, like last year we're doing this, whatever. <laughs> and so it's Amanda, myself, and Blaze sitting on one side, Max, his old lady, on the other side, and then there's just this like like Russian kid. I think I don't necessarily know where he was from or if anyone really knew him, but he was sitting there at the end Russian of the table with a, with a with a chair. <laughs> And so they're asking him like how to say certain things in Russian and he's saying or whatever language was and he was saying it and I was like, Oh my god, I don't know what the fuck this kid's saying, like really at all. But so Max <laughs> we tell the story about the light batting situation. So Max bats the light over to me. I bat the light back. This kid fucking throws it across the, the restaurant. So fucking hard like so he's at the end of the table. The other next to us on our left is window. So Max and I are batting it uh, like horizontal with the window this kid hits it as hard as he can fucking straight it bounces the thing off the window so fucking hard that even we were pissed we were like what the fuck dude don't fucking do that our lady our our, our sweet lady leah <laughs> walks over fucking irate she was in all the videos a year ago today i posted it on my private story we bat the lights back and forth, and then we go back to eating, and she comes over, and she goes, guys, I'm being dead ass. Stop fucking with the lights. And she's looking into the camera, smiling and laughing. This time, she comes over, and she goes, what the fuck are you guys doing? Don't fucking touch the lights. I'm going to lose my fucking job over that. And I was just like, oh, she's being serious. And we, we didn't want to be like, 
it was him, but the light was swinging <laughs> back and forth and almost hitting him while she was fucking yelling at him. Uh, so that was fucking egregious. But uh, we actually ended up having a absolutely terrible meal, as one does at an IHOP. And oh, uh, cute. And then, uh, and then Ashton Ashton Winger apparently uh, paid for our bill. And uh, at one point, uh, Max just goes. <clears throat> or I think Leah walked by and just goes, you guys are all set. And Max goes, what the fuck? We're all set. And she's like, yeah, uh, he paid for everything. And Max like grabs the bill and he tipped like fucking $250. And he goes, fuck Jesus. Max went or uh, Ashton wins one fucking race last week. And he goes out here and pays for everyone's <laughs> IHOP. But uh, Max had got, we got like a bunch of stacks of French toast. Cause like I wanted some, uh, Max's old lady wanted some, Max wanted some, whatever. So at one point, for some reason, we just took two slices and put it up on the fucking counter, like this the windowsill. I mean, like an IHOP windowsill. So like, probably don't fucking touch anything off of there and put it in your mouth. And so Max looks at the table behind us and goes, "Hey, do you guys have anything you want to trade? Like we're at fucking lunch." And, and someone's like, "Yeah, I don't really want this bacon." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I fucking want bacon." He's like, "You guys want a piece of French toast?" And they're like, "Yeah." So Max grabs a piece of French toast off the fucking windowsill, lifts it over like the fucking like not plexiglass because it's not see through. They wouldn't have taken it, but like the the fucking protective barrier or whatever. Someone grabs it, hands him a fucking thing of bacon. <laughs> he proceeds to eat the bacon and he goes, "That's pretty fucking disgusting." <laughs> like, yeah, it is. <laughs> So right before we're all done, he goes, I have my slice of French toast up there. He goes, hey, you guys have anything else you want to trade? <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like a couple pancakes, whatever the fuck they had, like maybe some scrambled eggs. He literally just go, reaches over, grabs mine off the windowsill and does the exact same thing. And we are just chuckling like two fucking school kids. Just like we just scammed them so hard, <laughs> which really made up for the fucking jokes on you because they uh, probably spit on the food that you ate. <laughs> That's fine. Put a scab in the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't. dipshits behind us will never see it coming. <laughs> they didn't know I put my fucking ankle pus in. That <laughs> 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 wasn't butter. <laughs> I actually can't believe it. Oh, oh that's yeah. fucking foul. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <clears throat> we, uh, so that, I guess that just brings us right into Friday. Friday, we check out a room one, which, uh, that was really the start of my we, demise. Before we, we, uh, we we got to touch on um, the shower in this room. Oh yeah. So this shower, it, the place, the ad said um, newly renovated, and that was not a lie. I helped with the renovations. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dent in the wall from my suitcase. Uh, didn't get charged for it. Thank thank you, Monica. For she gave me a five star review because immediately checkout on Friday was ten o'clock at ten o one. I was five stars. Everything was great. Best place ever. Best host. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm like, because whatever cleaning company she hires, come see this. Would have been way funnier if she was like, this fucking tile put a hole in my wall. <laughs> it didn't put a hole. just put a pretty big dent. <laughs> anyway, uh, the shower was a bath fitter job that didn't quite fit. Oh, dude. There, I think, who was the first one to Blaze. shower? Blaze. Okay. He comes out first thing Monday morning. He's like, has... Yo, this shower's trippy, dude. There's water, <laughs> there's water under the shower. We're like, no, you fucking idiot. No, there's not. He goes like the poor soul in the room below. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way there's water under the shower. That doesn't make any sense. So what? why I, I think they put a bathtub over the old bathtub that didn't quite fit right. And the seal around the top of the bathtub was no longer sealing. Yeah. <laughs> There was legitimate standing water underneath the tub, and it felt like you were walking on a small waterbed. And when you're incredibly hungover and you shut your eyes to wash your face 
So you're hungover waterboarding yourself <laughs> while standing on a little waterbed. I almost fell down every single time. Oh, I did fall one time, and I was under the impression I was now 65 years old. <laughs> like, to the point where you had to tiptoe and, like, keep your feet in line to, like, get it to sag to the most stable point. And if you ever stepped up and down too hard, water would literally come up the wall over the side of the tub, <laughs> yes. and you'd get hit with gross cold water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, correct. Oh, my God. And I have already hurt this place, so I am not putting any of this in the review. <laughs> oh, keep in mind that also the air conditioning unit was absolutely pissing water. So I put like three towels and like a bunch of my old shirts over there. And even when I still picked them up, there was still a ton of standing water like coming out towards the window. And when you lift, um, Amanda goes, can you? Because we're putting all the towels on the floor in the bathroom. Amanda goes, can you hand that to me? And I pick it up and it's literally like 42 swapping, pounds. ringing wet. And she's like, eh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Do, uh, do you remember the first time we went to the Derby and we got that like sweet thing? And yeah. there was so kind of the same deal where it was like two bedrooms and then like a living area or whatever. I, we didn't know it till like the next morning, but I get out of my room and there's just like a fucking six inches of standing water in the middle of our living room, like floating the couch. Oh, yeah, they were <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Yes. A yeah. real beachside yeah. experience. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the fucking carpet, when you like like stood in it, it was like, there was puddles. It was fucking bizarre. It but, was gross. Yeah, so the whole time that Bobby just told that uh, story, I hope that everyone had in their mind the uh, luxurious five-star review that we, or five-star resort that uh, we were supposed to be staying at. Uh, the, the place ended up working out uh, perfectly fine, except for a little bit of water uh, and uh, nerve damage on my left leg. But and uh, the like, we probably my own fault. I have to sleep with a fan on. This room had like a fan slash AC that it was like three settings. It was either off, on, or jet plane flying through <laughs> from the building, <laughs> and it would turn on just long enough. And then it would shift gears into jet plane. <laughs> and that didn't bother me. Like, as long as there's noise. And I would just fall asleep. And then it would shut off. And the, the silence would wake me up. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. I just start to get to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silence. I wake up again. I'm like, God damn it. I went to bed early tonight to try to fucking get some sleep. And it was the worst fucking night of sleep I got. I should have just went to fucking cruising cafe and gave myself heartburn. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I slept for no longer than two consecutive hours the entire week <laughs> yeah yeah keep in mind that i don't know maybe we talked talked about this on the first time the first show because i think it was probably night one or two but uh oh the, the fire alarm, alarm went, went off. off in the elevators <laughs> yeah that's a good place for that to happen <laughs> yeah no that was really good and then also, it just shut off it was super all three cute. of us were awake and we're like eh, well everything's fine yeah <laughs> it was super cute at fucking 7 15 in the morning uh, after going to bed at 4.30, but it was, yeah, it was just a ginormous fuck show, so we ended up checking out, and, uh... Right on brand for everything we do. That, uh, that, so, check out of room one, that's already, like, kind of annoying, because, keep in mind, we have a metric fuck ton of shit, like, my suitcase barely zipped to get down there, and then you put in the t-shirts that we bought, all this stuff, whatever, and then, so... <clears throat> that day, whatever, we check out and we had to put all of our suitcases back into the Ford Explorer that we had. Uh, and so then Bobby's just like, we're going to a UPS store. I am shipping some of this shit back home. Yeah, I had to get a new suitcase. I skimped out and got a cheap one. I probably should have just bit the bullet and got myself a nice big one. Didn't, couldn't fit because I had bought like at this point now between the dirt track and New Smyrna, I've got five new t-shirts, a new sweatshirt. I packed winter jacket, winter hat, 
a couple extra pair of jeans because the first two nights were cold again. And I remember last year how I wanted to dive into that fire barrel. It was so fucking cold. I said, I'm not doing this again. You did dive into the fire barrel, though. Two years ago, yes. <laughs> um, so this year I was good. Like, we were fine. But I'm like, I don't, I can't even put all this shit in my suitcase and my backpack. My backpack's blowing apart at the seams because I could dip shit after Atlantic City. I washed it and dried it, and the dryer destroyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Brand new, very nice OGO backpack that Seacoast RV, my great sponsor, gave me. I ruined that already. That's bursting at the seams. And I'm finally, like, I look at Brad and I'm like, Brad, can we, like, we uh, we, we went into a Bucky's. So hang on to that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But there was a UPS store right down the street. I was like, I, I'm, I got to do this. My mental health <laughs> has never been lower this week. This just, we're going. So we both ended up getting, buying cardboard boxes and shipping half of our shit home. Yeah, yeah. So keep in mind, the uh, the night that Bobby and Abby put it up on jack stands was the night before we were supposed to check out at 10 a.m. So in Amanda and I's great wisdom, we made that by far our latest night for sure. <laughs> Makes so sense. So it was like 4.50 in the morning, and we are getting back to the Airbnb. Like, just got out of the Uber, and Amanda goes, we should go to the ocean. And she is always the one that is like, it's like one thirty. She's like, I kind of want to go to bed. Well, it's like 4.50 in the morning. Like the sun's about to come up. And she's like, oh, let's just go to the ocean. I'm like, okay. So we're walking down towards the ocean. And mind you, it's cold as hell. She's one of the coldest humans on the planet. And um, we're like just standing there, like talking, whatever. And then like we're standing like 50 feet from where the water is. And then all of a sudden, this massive wave comes. Tide's, and, like, tide's coming in. Is literally like halfway up our fucking pant legs. Completely <laughs> douses my shoes. So now, like, I know for a fact I'm never going to be able to get these dry, at least in my head. So we go to the UPS store the next morning. Like, half my wet shit is in the bag, the box that's uh, coming here tomorrow. So that's going to smell good. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Including my fucking shoes. You, you, <laughs> so, you ship seawater shoes in a box <laughs> from Florida to oh, Maine? Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. They're wrapped in, like, I put I put some in the uh, the plastic bags that I had with me that were supposed to be, like, merchandise that that's and better. I, I think that might be worse. No, actually, no it's actually it's good because... <laughs> If, if the <laughs> it's a sea urchin in yeah. the fucking shoe, yeah. so starfish. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Star comes flying out of the box. Can you imagine if a dried up starfish is in your shoe? <laughs> I wouldn't be fucking shocked. Water. I would definitely put it on the mantle. I need water. <laughs> water. You throw it in Old Orchard Beach and it dies anyway. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that that was the that was really tough. So then obviously we wake up. We we. Uh, at one point in the weekend, I was like, we're going to Bucky's and we're shooting a little video piece. So we go to Bucky's after we ship all of our shit back home. I was immediately overwhelmed. I I, have, I am usually overwhelmed in these scenarios. I've, I've never Bucky'd. I no, was fucking don't. fascinated. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely enjoyed Take it. Take a Walmart, put it in no uh, a, in, building, in, a building the third of a size of what a Walmart should be, but it has all the shit. And put 42 gas pumps out front. Way cleaner than a Walmart. Uh, this was, place was okay, like yeah, fucking... Was like I would, Target. I would have eaten French toast off the fucking floor here. Let alone yeah, it was a fucking clean. counter of... It was unbelievable. Like Just people fucking so I, everywhere. I've never been to one of these before, obviously. So there was like a clothing section, and then there's like a, like a Bucky's clothing section, and then there's like another clothing section the with toy like section. What is the shit. Bucky's clothing section? It has like, like what you'd think that you'd Clothes get Clothes with Bucky on them. Yeah, but the Bucky's clothing section is fucking sick. What um, is a Bucky? It's a it's beaver? a beaver, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's sick. I have. Want me to go put on my fucking uh, bucket uh, hat? He had a bucket uh, hat. Yeah. So whatever. We, we're walking through and we're walking straight to the end because we got to use the pisser, grab some drinks, whatever. So like the refreshment center is like very small, but they have like 
basically a couple coolers like you'd see in like a normal gas station. And then they have like they're making like fucking like uh, pulled pork sandwiches. They're making like burritos and just pizza and chicken. And like there's like a whole fucking wall of beef jerky. And I'm just in like awe. So it's also this, like kind of like a Sam's Club. It, it was free sampo. It was unbelievable. They had like oh, they had like multiple snack rows of like Bucky's snacks. And it was all under three dollars a bag. So this we're like, was cheap. we're like, we're going to fucking, we're going to the racetrack the next few days. Like, let's just get a bunch of shit. Like the the uh, beef jerky was only like eight dollars, which usually like a bag like that is gonna be like thirteen. It was pretty. They were pretty big bags. So we just grab a bunch of shit. And on the way out, I had to grab a bucket hat. Bobby tried to get a, a nice penny with <clears> just a penny for a yeah, really long up. time. We had I had a really good idea that we just couldn't afford to do. And I really wished we could. Like, if we had, like, Danny Duncan-type money, I would have laid it all out on the line for this. Oh, yeah. A, there's a basket of dodgeballs. Like, the rubber <laughs> dodgeballs. And I'm like, okay. man, if I knew we could afford to wreck some shit here, it's going to be Abby versus me versus Brad versus Amanda, and we're going to play dodgeball in the middle of this crowded story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I knew I couldn't afford to do that, and my credit card limit isn't enough um, <laughs> yeah. to, to risk the destruction of the place, but... Boy, would that have been funny. Yeah. So <laughs> just full on, just dodgeball wreck house. So Bobby walks over to me and asks, just asks me how much money I have in my bank account. And I was like, I don't know, a, a little bit. And he's just like, dodgeball? I like, I don't have that much money for sure. So, uh, yeah, we just like wandered around for a little bit. I wanted to like just keep browsing because like I, I knew that we were going to end up at a restaurant I was going to spend too much money at. So I was like, I'm just, I'm on a field trip right now. But we all ended up heading out and, uh, I don't even know where the fuck we... I think we... Went to we, Ocean Deck after that. No, did we? Yeah, yeah. so we... Yeah, we checked out the Ocean Deck. Uh, did that once last year as well. I completely, kind of completely forgot about that place. Um, but yeah, I we went to the Ocean Deck and then got the text that uh, the room was ready. Uh, finally, at the place we were supposed to be at all week. Um, and it was pretty early. It was supposed to be checking at four. We were going to go to the, the uh, truck race, so... We're like, fuck, we kind of got to get there, like, pretty early to Daytona. It's going to be a shit show. If check-ins at 4, like, put us there around, like, a little after 5. Like, it's going to just kind of be chaos. We got the text at, like, 150. We're like, fuck yes. So we go in there, <clears throat> check in. They actually have a room for us this time, but they have a one-bedroom suite. And I knew this. Like, we knew this all along. Like, it's better than nothing. Like, one-bedroom suite with a pull-out couch. And uh, so we get there. We're out on the deck, whatever. All of our luggage just sit in the living room. And then <clears throat> Bobby's like, what? How are we going to pick, like, how we decide who gets the bed? And uh, so he's like, let's flip a coin. So I have a bunch of change in my pocket. I'm like, all right. And Bobby's like, call it in the air. And I was like, who do you want to call it? And she, he's just like you. And I was like, that is too much pressure for me because I will somehow lose this for sure, probably by just, you know, calling the wrong side. But he goes, oh, man, to call it. <clears throat> so I flip it. She says tails. I flip it. Ends on tails. I'm like, holy fuck, I might get a good night's sleep this week. Like, let's go. So we go into the, the, the room, whatever, <clears throat> get all ready. And uh, end up going to the truck race, which I was so excited for because I've only seen the trucks race there once. And it was in 2019. It was really like it was right right as we started the podcast, episode one or two, if they're still on the on the air. They whatever. are not. Um, they mm -hmm. uh, they might include the truck race that I went to then. But that was the only truck race I've ever been to at Daytona. Um, and I don't get to see the trucks often because they obviously don't come to Loudon anymore. So I was really excited for this race. So we ended up making our way into the grandstands, which we weren't really supposed to do. Um, they and, didn't stop us. Yeah, and uh, so we, we just kind of they go do find... they just go down to the next gate, and they'll probably let you in. Yeah. Well, when uh, when you go out into the the field area, like in between pit road and and the start and finish line for pre race introductions, and then that's over, they just open the gates and you just cross the racetrack and walk in. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, we, we found that out last time. Yeah. So I, I knew, like, I was like, I, it'll. 
it'll most certainly work on Friday, but the next couple of days I'm a little questionable about. So we're whatever, whatever. We're like, we'll go we'll find our friends. So uh, good friends, uh, Heather and, and uh, Trent Smith and Nick Cusack were up up there as well. So we went and met up with them. <clears throat> trucks are rolling around the racetrack. I'm like, oh, like, let's go. Like I honestly was looking forward to the truck race for like too many days. Like and so we like, get to there. the point where I was gonna go to New Smyrna, <clears throat> and then I had the epiphany that. Matt Hirschman has won every modified race and uh, either William Byron or Casey Roderick has won every super late model race. And those were the two headlining races at hundred laps each. Why do I need to go back? I've never seen the trucks at Daytona. Both of them are free at this point. Yeah. I should probably go. And when I told Brad, I wanted to go to Smyrna, I could see the disappointment in his face. And then even Abby was like, I'll probably gonna go to Daytona. And I'm like, well, even before I had the epiphany, I'm like, I'm outnumbered. I should probably just go. And then I had the epiphany on Wednesday, and I was like, Yeah, that's enough, New Smyrna. I've I've seen enough. And uh, so I was I was pretty glad uh, we were we walked in, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm glad I made the right choice. And then the race happened. Still made the right choice, but that sucked. Yeah, that was. Th- so they they go green, <clears throat> they go around once, and they throw the yellow flag, and we're like, The fuck is that for? No, like it's raining in turn one. Well, keep in mind we're you like. Fucking Twitter trolls crucified NASCAR so badly last year when the field crashed because of a pop-up rainstorm that now, if it rains anywhere in the state of Florida, they go yellow. Yeah. So they, they literally went yellow after lap one, and we're like, what the fuck? Like, that sucks. They're, it's raining in turn one. Well, no, it's not. Like, surely it's not raining in turn one because we're almost in turn one. It's not raining. So then they come back around, whatever. They go green, and then they say it's raining again in, like, turn four or raining in turn two, whatever. They keep saying it's raining around the racetrack, and then it starts, like, lightly misting, and we're like, you could definitely race in this. If the, the track has at least a little bit of heat in it, they've been rolling around the racetrack, and they, they ran a couple green flag laps, and they kept going green, and then going yellow, going green, going yellow, and then um, <clears throat> finally, uh, Trent, Heather, and Nick decided to leave a little bit well, later they, And they had a wreck. Eventually, yeah. they raced long enough to crash right in front of us. That was cool. Yeah. Pretty wild to see a wreck at 180 mile an hour. Yeah. So they, they absolutely junked it. And it, <clears throat> it could not have happened more right in front of us. So that was that was definitely, you know, interesting to see. Um, and then they, once that happened, it was just kind of a shit show from there. They, they just. It, they never really got it going. They did. They didn't. Short story long. It was supposed to be a 100 lap race. They got 79 laps in. 39 of those 79 were under green. So they ran 40 under yellow. It started to really mist hard. Never really enough to like consider it a full rain, but you could see, okay, the track's starting to darken. And we're like, Hemming and Han and Brad's finally like, even if they do finish this, it'll be on in the hotel when we get back. And I'm like, right behind you, sir. So we, we blasted out of there and uh, stopped at a Wawa, got something to eat. Some, and some beers and uh we're like oh shit they're you know they got the trucks fired back up they're going and they got the trucks fired back up track was dry and they cross them over and it missed it again and they just said we're done here yeah <clears throat> i was actually i was getting really excited because after we got wawa to even go back and just sit there and and obviously watch the race uh from the comfort of our suite that we were supposed to have all week um actually it's supposed to be bigger but uh, I was looking forward to that. Bob and I went to go get it on, and, and uh, <coughs> we did go get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, it, get it on in the room. Yeah, I'll just leave leave it at that. And uh, little Marvin Gaye the, for the kid. Put the fucking goddamn TV on, and it showed Carson Osvar pulling off pit road and frozen. It was frozen, and we're just like, a what still the shot fuck? of Carson. They're going to be going green. They're going to be going green. I looked at Twitter, and Bob was like, 
Bob Pockers was like, yeah, truck, truck race is over. Zane Smith, the winner. I'm like, well, that's stupid. So then we go back to, or we're standing in like the living room kind of, and Abby goes, so what are we doing tonight? And I was like, I don't know, probably Coyote Ugly. I, I, I don't know. And then I, I go back into the bedroom and like, Again, this is the night after Amanda decided that we should go to the ocean at 5 a.m. And I slept for two hours. And I was like... It's uh, 11.30 at this point. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, whatever. And I walked in and Amanda had already like showered and put on like sleep clothes. And I'm like, ah, I'm right behind you. Yeah, I'll put it up on jack stands tonight. So put it up on jack stands on Friday night going into Saturday. I knew Saturday would be a pretty long day. It was we had f- to move out again. It was the first day. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had to move out again. And it was the first day that we were going to be going to a racetrack during the day. Uh, and Saturday was um, probably where we have the most uh, content to discuss. It started super early. We get to the racetrack pretty early. Uh, and at this point, we had... Uh, we, we checked out. But luckily, other than getting the physical room, checked in to the next room. So we knew we didn't get scammed. Got room keys. Got all that shit. Basically said, we're not coming back till late tonight. Take your time. But good to know that we're checked in. They no told anxiety us, there. They just told us, don't drop off like your suitcases or whatever because the room's not 100% ready, but like just come back and just check in and you know we'll let you up to your room, whatever. The Ocean Walk staff, very very helpful humans. Yes, yes. Very, very, very nice. Uh, would recommend their staff and uh, would recommend staying there again if you cannot, if you don't get scammed at least. But so... Yeah, don't book through Steven. So we, we pull in and we had already... We planned on going to Volusia that night because we went to the truck race and we had realized that you you want to park well we realized where the out road was and you want to park right next to the out road because then you're the first in line you got the first pit stall so we instead of following where the the people were trying to park people we just decided to be those assholes that just absolutely hang a left and just go all the way down the, to the, the end the parking attendants were loosely just like yeah over there so yeah. they, they didn't give a shit so so we didn't really listen parked on pit stall 1 and we're sitting there just gassing a couple beers whatever and at this point, we had uh, we recruited our friend Mason Dunn. Yep. Blaze had gone home. Um, I felt bad, but there's only so much we can do. Couldn't really get him a garage pass for the weekend like ourselves. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, his his uh, his, <laughs> his camper, camper was uh, yeah having problems, and he just said, "Hey, sorry guys, like I'm shipping it back home." Like, at, oh, no, totally understandable, man. At first, he had when he first showed up on the the Sunday before, he had said that his his camper was like shit in the bed or whatever, and he actually had to get up at like five a.m. to go fix it so that his girlfriend had a place to stay for the week. And then like that night or maybe Monday morning, she said it was broken again, and he was like, "Fuck, like I feel bad," but like. Should go get a hotel room and then it never got fixed and so he's like i, I gotta go back so he ends up going back and uh mason dunn actually asked on patreon uh, who got the most the the most exercise on saturday out of the three of us um that would be uh, mason because we showed up and he goes so uh, where is uh where's the credentials trailer uh over uh over he over had there? A, he had a, an xfinity day pass for saturday yeah and we had already gotten our passes on like wednesday when uh when we had a little bit of free time, so he goes, "Oh, where's the trailer over over that way?" And I was like, "Point." He points towards like the pedestrian tunnel, and I'm like, oh, "You don't have your pass yet?" And he was like, "No, no." And I was like, "Oh, buddy, like the credential place is like a mile and a half down the road." He had been to Phoenix and Martinsville for Cup races or or NASCAR, and they just have a trailer at the racetrack, like a short track. Yeah, like. Loudon was the same way. No. Yeah. yeah. Not how this works, yeah, bud. Daytona seems to be... Daytona and... No, not when the NASCAR oh, headquarters offices are in Daytona. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, it, it, was, it even, is kind of a fucked up setup. It wasn't and it's even, even worse this year than it was last really? year. It's it was a different place that's even further away. It was Sick. much further away. Yeah, so we... But it, it actually helped. It was, it was a super easy process for us, but we just didn't get them on Saturday morning. So I'm like, oh my God, like, dude, you're going to be in line. And we're parked. We're yeah. like, we're parked. You know, back hatch open, beers going, football throwing, like 
too late. Yeah, we're like for dude, us to drive there. You're gonna be sitting there. A lot of cars for coming like in. Two so, hours. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a problem. You're gonna be there forever waiting because it's Saturday morning before the race. Like I'm like I and it was probably gonna be a 45 minute walk one way. Yeah. So so I'm like you can't take the car like that sucks whatever and just perfect BFP fashion. There was one pit stall open next to us. Other than that, the whole row we were in for the most part was taken mainly by people who understood the, 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 the same thing we did. Like they had it roped off. So you would park up against the rope, but then once everybody was in watching the race, they would take the ropes down so you could just drive out. And this fucking Ford comes hauling ass down the row, skirt into the spot. And he's like, did I come in hot enough? And we're like, you definitely look like you wanted to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, definitely. So I, I tell Mason, half as a joke, this guy has a bike attached to the back of his truck. And I'm like, Mason just has to use this guy's bike. And he's I, like, I wasn't joking. Yeah. But he was like, all right. So this guy comes around. This guy. Keep all- in mind, Mason. Uh, Mason. <laughs> Same Mike, guy. Mike Tython. Uh, <laughs> Mason has a <clears throat> southern brawl. Yes. Yeah. So this guy comes around the corner, asks if he you know, came in hot enough, whatever, and then immediately Mason's just like, ask, just, ah, hey. I borrow your bike. And the guy's like, where do you want to go? He's like, I'm credential office, a couple miles down the road. And he's like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Literally just takes his bike off, and then all, off Mason, he goes... Disappears. He goes, the <laughs> only thing he was missing was a bell that he could just ring, ring, because yeah. he rode off he just, into the abyss. He just goes... Uh, the guy goes, are you drunk? And he's like, a little bit. And he's like, all right, bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fucking hilarious. So then, not, not sooner than Mason drives off, the guy... <laughs> you're never gonna believe this, but the same scam allegedly artist. They, I don't. They they seem like they might be heads up people, but it just seemed fishy. But those same <coughs> same hats guys, hat guys from Volusia come over, and well, they, different guys, same organization, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So different guy, whatever. So he walks over with a big blue bag, and they had big blue bags at Volusia. So he is not even five words into what he's saying. And he and was, I was like, he was polite because we were kind of talking, and he, we see him like creeping over the other guy just barged right in this yeah. guy he was lurking a little bit and he was like hey hey guys and we're already like we already bought hats of Volusia, man yeah he's like he's like what were they these hats pulls out the hats we're like yeah the exact yep. same ones and yep. he's like here's our stack of them he goes he goes all right and i was like yeah you want them back and he's like for how much and i was like we'll just give them to you and he's like really and i was like yeah he's like, you said you got them at Volusia? we're like yeah we literally pull out like five hats and just give them back to the guy. We're like, we don't want these. These are ugly as shit. <laughs> so we literally give the guy back his hats and he fucks off. <laughs> Which, like, we should probably at that point should have just been we like, I don't know, fucking five bucks a piece. Yeah, just give us one of the twenty dollar bills back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, you can have that'll pay for a fucking joyride, but. Uh, so no, Mason finally comes back, which wasn't gone that long. He was, yeah, he, he made stellar time. He was fucking Lance Strong arming it all the way over there, I guess. But <laughs> fucking check him for PEDs. But so, so we ended up making our way into the the uh, infield. This is that isn't where the story ends for Mason on this day. Oh my god, no, not even close. But uh, we'll we'll put a pin in that one as well. So. So uh, we're walking in towards the fan zone, and anyone that's never been to Daytona, basically, if you take a train, take a joyride, whatever, you get dropped off at the basically it's a straight shot all the way to the fan zone, and then there's just like one, a couple of vendors typically on each side of, of the road. Well, it just so happens that right when you get tra- dropped off by the tram or the joyride, there's a Wendy's station, and we we knew that, but so we get off the the golf cart, whatever, thinking just nothing of it. Another typical impeccable BFP timing. We're walking, we're just wandering down the pathway, and I look at you no know, Bobby, and I'm just like, yeah, 
should probably go find Noah at some point today. I hadn't seen him all week. Yeah, and so I, and then I all of a sudden, right as I say it, I look over and Noah is standing in front of the Wendy's car at the Wendy's booth with a big long line to sign autographs. So we're like, well, now we got to go harass him for sure. So we walk to the front of the line, skip the people that are. We didn't skip. We didn't walk to the front of the line. We walked so to the front his, of the his car. car was on a stage. And you could like mill around the stage, but the lined autographs was to the left, and it was pretty long. And we just walked right. Could nobody stopped us? We probably could have got on stage, and then that probably would have been an issue. But yeah. naturally, we just no, nah, no, nah, we're your biggest fan. No, nah. and he just looks up and goes, "Where are you guys watching the races from today?" And we're like, I was, I was like, I was like, wherever you're watching the race, he goes, "All right, I'll text you." And we're like, "All right, sounds good." We turn around, we walk into the fan zone, and like, I, Bobby was just like, "That was probably the coolest we've ever looked." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Arca race was already going at this point, I think, right? Yeah, it just and, started. Uh, they're under a red flag because the number sixty-nine, nice, 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 uh, caught fire and oil down the entire racetrack, and it was like an hour-long cleanup. <laughs> yeah, he hit uh, all of it. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tough, <laughs> tough break for uh, for Scott Melton. Um, apparently, I wasn't really paying attention. Apparently. Barely. Guy couldn't get out of his car. It's on fire. Banging and, his head off. And his helmet just kept cage. getting stuck. Yeah. And he had to take his helmet off to get out. Yeah, that did happen. Um, yeah. It, it's real arca of them. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, him and his team spent like four years putting that car together to run that race and then got wiped out on like lap six. Hope <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. That's <laughs> a fucking tough one. And it, it was sponsored by like Melton Insurance Agency or some shit like that. Oh, okay. Ironic. So, I'm, yeah, sure, yeah. Caught fire. <laughs> I'm sure he fucking mortgaged his house or something. Oh, like good. Good, good. Yeah, so we uh just a modern day racing story. <laughs> at this point at this point we left the booth, we're watching like the race on the big screen, like just we grabbed a couple beers, whatever, and, and we're just shooting the shit and I'm saying I'm like well, got a, got some chicky tendies at the Budweiser Bistro. Yeah, I'm like I'm really hoping that Noah's gonna like text us at some point, you know, like he obviously has a lot a lot of shit going on, like maybe he'll forget, whatever. So we're just shooting the shit and we we lose Mason for a second and He was talking to Greg Alding, I guess he knew him. And I had taught, I had texted Noah something uh, about like I don't know like where to meet up or whatever, and so then my phone vibrates. I'm like, oh, that's sure shit. It's Noah. I look down, it's fucking whiz bang, and he's like, where'd you guys go? And I'm like, we haven't left. <laughs> well, so we had gotten the food at the Budweiser Bistro, and then we fucked off to like the right while he was talking to Greg Alding, and I said something like, hey, we can't lose Mason, and he saw us walk that way. And then I was like, why are we going this way? The big screen TV is this way to the left. So we did a 180, walked directly right back by him and Greg Alding, and we're standing 10 feet to his left, and he took off to the right and disappeared. We're like, oh, no. Yeah, we, we <laughs> definitely didn't know that. So we ended up uh, he ended up walking over, finding us. We're watching a couple laps on the big screen, whatever, and then sure shit, Noah texts us, whatever. He's like, he's like oh, yeah, like the, uh, this driver owner lot, you know, this spot, whatever. We're like, okay. And I was like, can we even get in there? Like we we just have VIP passes, so I'm assuming and, uh, that we probably we can't. saw what's that fellow we saw there, CJ McLaughlin. No, we talked to him uh, before we got into the Budweiser Bistro. The the YouTuber kid there. Oh, uh, Moonhead. Yeah, ran into that guy, and he's like, "Yeah, y'all ain't getting in there without hard cards." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I, Noah said to like come over here, but I don't know if we're allowed to. He's like, he just like Bobby said, he's just like, no, you can't. So I text Noah, and I'm like, I don't know. All we have is these passes. Like, we probably can't even get in there. And he's like. Well, just come meet me in five minutes. Like, all right. And he's well, like, "Well, what I thought you had said was come meet me at five. It's two fifteen. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's a long ways from now. And then Brad's <laughs> like, you ready? I'm like, well, what? He's like, going to meet Noah in five. I'm like, oh, oh, that's a lot better than at five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we just grab all of our shit and just walk out of the fan zone, go over towards the lot. And like, he's telling me like these vague directions, like, oh, meet. it's like the center of the garage. 
like kind of over like towards Mind the you, left. This is a two and a half mile racetrack. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, fuck. Like I put I up like a Daytona camping map, like, <laughs> as if it would tell you what the owner driver lot yeah, is. You yeah. are here. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, not like, much security. By the way, I'm like, I don't know like where the fuck like this would even be. So like I'm reading his text, like trying to Lewis and Clark it, and all of a sudden this kid comes by on a razor fucking pit bike, <laughs> and he's just like doing like circles around our group naturally, and then just pulls back down the driver owner lot place, and just we just follow him. Um, naturally just the, there's a guy sitting there like they had like those wooden like skate almost and i don't even think the guy looked up when we walked by <laughs> no no he, he i don't think he did but i think he probably would have just saw noah and it, it wouldn't have mattered regardless because i think that if you're with a driver it's uh it's allowed or whatever but so we ended up going in there and uh we watched the end of the arca race uh watched a little bit of mlb the show just kind of like hung out uh really just um waiting for basically xfinity race i guess noah uh invited a bunch of people over and he was going to fire up the grill, had a bunch of uh, beers or whatever. and uh, Great hospitality. Yeah, it was definitely really good hospitality. Shout out to uh, him and uh, Christian for uh, for their hos- hospitality. 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 Put us in the hospital. Hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, a fire ant did that, actually, uh, and a tub. But uh, So we're sitting in the, the motorhome, whatever, watching the whole Arca race. And at one point... Uh, Mason just like comes up the stairs and just goes, "Hey, uh, Travis Pastrana's out here in a hot dog suit. You guys might want to come see it." And we're like, "Fucking what?" <laughs> <laughs> Walk outside, fucking sure as shit. It's Travis Pastrana and Connor Daly, and Travis wearing a hot dog suit. So Noah hands him a beer. Travis like gets down on one knee, like chugs the beer. Bobby and I are the, just two dipshits, just like standing behind the video, yes. like literally in the middle of the shot, just behind him because we just walked out. And uh, so then whatever yeah, he literally got it. Like people that. Or loot. Well, one of them's not involved with racing at all. But like, I get it sent to me, and then like another person was like, "Are, are you in Travis Pastrana's Instagram story right now?" And I'm like, yeah, right. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah <kinda>. definitely, <laughs> definitely are. Uh, and yeah. so he gets back up and is just shooting the shit, and uh, comes over, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, like, I, th- I honestly think that he might have come over and like he started himself. talking to us. Yeah, yeah, I think he came over and introduced himself. He's like, "Hey, I'm Travis," and I'm like, "I." Luckily, I didn't say, like, yeah, no shit, or, like, yeah, I know, because I've done that before, but I was like, oh, I'm Brad, you know, uh, I was telling my friend, uh, or my buddy Bobby here and I, we do this podcast up in Maine, and, you know, I told him before we came, like, one of the one checklist items I wanted was uh, just a picture with you, and he's like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it, and I was like, do you want to be wearing a hot dog suit, and he's like, hell, I don't care, they gave me money for it, so might as well, I'm like, all right, well, he Meanwhile, just... this was after Travis and I talked about monster trucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so he had, <laughs> naturally, so he had, he had Connor Daly take the video of him slugging the beer and i'm like hey just like have connor take it or something and he's like hey connor come get in on this and i'm like well all right i guess bobby and i are getting a picture with connor and travis and then so noah's like walking out of his bus and i'm like hey noah come get in on this he's all right so then i'm like hey mason take this and so he just takes the picture of all three three of the guys that are competing in the 500 don't know why bobby and i I just chilling stood like such a dipshit Like leg bent, white, white girl, pointed. white girl, like <laughs> trying to suck it in. I don't, with the, I don't know the what I was doing, out. and I don't like. Who was I trying to impress? <laughs> Nobody there. It was literally all dudes and Noah's girlfriend and our girlfriends, like and a man wearing a hot dog. Suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like fucking a. Like this was probably the coolest photo I've ever had taken of me, and I look like an absolute fucking dipshit. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. still such a sick moment. Um. 
Brad the whole time was trying to bully me into bringing up the time that Connor Daly got pissed off at me on Twitter. He almost, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I was close. I was close, <laughs> but I'm like, ah, I'm not. I even not at one point, it. I even at one point, we're just standing and watching like the uh, race on the outside TV, and the like Xfinity race was on at this point. Yeah, you know, and so like, pretty early. But. Travis is like, like talking to Bobby and us about like the runs that he's getting in like a truck compared to a cup car, and like the runs that they're getting in this, and like this guy pushing that guy, and I'm just like. Yeah, man, like, I'm seeing what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, like, no, been there, dude. Pub <laughs> <laughs> drafts, am I right? Yeah. You know? and, like, we're just we're just shooting the shit like we're just the boys. And I'm like, this is the weirdest fucking situation of my life. Like, I didn't realize it at the time, but, like. He I probably kinda, thought we were somebody. Yeah, like, I just, I kind of brushed over it. Like, it was just another day at the office. And then I woke up the next morning, and I'm like, we shot the shit with Travis Pastrana for, like, like a on really the, long time. On the flip side, I said this at lunch yesterday when we were kind of having, like, our closing dinner. Brad made me feel like such a piece of shit at Stafford for being like, oh, just another Saturday. I like, we were hanging out in the motorhome with, with Noah and Noah's girlfriend, Emma. Yeah. Emma, Amanda, and Abby, they were just girls just chatting away. I'm like, well, that's good. That's nice. You know, Brad and I are playing video games. Christian's being a great housewife, you know, making sure food's getting ready. <laughs> and uh, so, like, we went outside to, like, see this. And I was like, I just stood there. I just soaked, like, soaked us in. And uh, like, holy fuck! Like, just got to talk to Travis Pastrana about monster trucks and rally cars and this and that. And and uh, so Noah's crew chief, Luke Lambert's there. A couple of Noah's uh, car mechanics are there. A couple other guys. And we're just like I said, just talking like like we belong. And uh, somebody in the Xfinity race hit the choose like clipped the choose cone deal and was got put to the rear. And I'm like, ah, don't do that. You'll get put to the rear. And Travis looks at me, and goes, Wait, is that is that really a thing? Like if I if I hit that choose V, like I go to the rear. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not qualified enough to tell you the rules and how to do this, but like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the deal. And he goes, Luke. Luke turns around and goes, if I run over the choose line, like, do I get put to the back? And Luke's like, yeah, yeah, don't do that. He's like, oh, fuck, good thing. Good thing you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this man is qualified in the biggest stock car race in the world tomorrow, and I'm telling him the rules. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 did happen, and uh, a little bit later on, so we're we're sitting there watching the race. We all make it back into the uh, the motorhome, and Jeff Ramsdale asked this question on Patreon because uh, we got we got shouted out on DBC this he, morning. He uh, spelt this name extraordinarily wrong, or this this thing extraordinarily wrong. But the first three letters of one of my names, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, Bradley and Timothy, how is it talking shit in front of Kelly Earnhardt? Heard it on DBC. Uh, I assume I assume I'm Timothy. <laughs> yeah, I would assume it's not. It wasn't necessarily talking shit, but so we're we're all. It was just like a full bunch disclosure. Of, I knew she was there. Like I saw her walk in. She was behind me right. and in front we were of Bobby. At, we were at different ends of the motorhome because now there's 22 people in this motorhome to watch the end of the Xfinity race. So we're watching it all play out, and like before, uh, I assume before she walked in, there was a couple people like talking shit about us, like a couple junior motorsports cars, like oh this guy shouldn't have done that, oh like that, what an idiot, oh, all this like, stuff. They shouldn't have lost that race. Yeah, and so they're they're saying like oh this guy's gonna wreck this guy, this guy's gonna do that and whatever. And I'm just sitting there like, and they're all just talking shit about the JRM cars, like not shit, but they were just like oh like this guy should have pushed him and didn't and whatever. So then like the big wreck happens at the end. Yeah, Sam, Sam Mayer goes up and down. down the back like Brandon Jones hit someone or, or Josh Berry hit someone. And I, and I just turned around. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck was that? And I am staring from Bobby to myself right now, which is about five feet away and staring straight into Kelly Earnhardt's eyes. And I just immediately just like whoosh, right back straight again. And I just put my head down and I was like, I'm oh, fucking Kelly Earnhardt. I'm that's fucking Kelly Earnhardt. I'm like, Kelly Earnhardt. I'm like, you see, you see that? The woman in like the peach pink pants, she owns like 
all of these cars that just wrecked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including the one that they're peeling off his roof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely the uh, the biggest uh, what an idiot. I'll give myself a what an idiot award, not to copy DBC, but that but I was. I don't really stupid. think she noticed or cared because she, she said cared. something about like those fucking idiots or something. I don't know who she was talking about. She was kind of in and out. The she had uh, her kids, and I assume probably somebody else's kid, like Luke's kid. Maybe they were kind of playing, just doing kid shit. So I don't think she really cared or noticed. No, I don't. I don't. I think that she. But it made for noticed, a funny story, but, yeah. and it made Freddie clown on us uh, on DBC. I, but full I, disclosure, I didn't say anything, and Kelly Earnhardt didn't know that I was talking shit. So yeah, I don't think that, that she. I don't think that she uh, cared, but I definitely think that she noticed. Uh, I think that she definitely followed it up with the the exact same shit that. Uh, we were saying as well, but uh, um, so I, I had in my notes, never meet your heroes except uh, Travis Pastrana. Um, yeah, he wasn't a bully, unlike uh, Mike Christopher Jr. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Very true. Yeah, but it, like, obviously, we're not breaking any news here, but Travis, such a cool ass dude. Just like a little kid out there. Yeah. And then he, how old is he now? 40 something? 45, probably. Yeah. Like, pretty just, just older. Like a little kid. He's like, ah, he's like, you know, they're having like their, their, uh, you know, driver's meetings or whatever and he's just like ah, i just told jimmy johnson i was following him we're yeah. both starting up back i'm just going where jimmy goes yeah we uh it's probably a good one to follow <laughs> yeah it was it was just he was gonna weird. beat jimmy till he got wrecked <laughs> it was definitely super weird to uh to watch or just to like sit sit there and talk and like he's just so as advertised like everyone says um and uh it's just yeah, something it's that you don't really believe between with yeah. the guys of that stature, he's a real so. genuine dude but uh so that night we ended up uh had not a little little earlier than uh, anticipated. Yeah, we, never, we never made it to Volusia, which I did feel bad because Abby was um, really looking forward to getting back to the dirt track. She had a great time, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry. Today didn't really go how we had planned, but it also didn't go how we planned, and that's kind of an opportunity that me and Brad were like, we can't leave this until it's time to leave. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm. uh, It was definitely a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And Met then, uh, Colin Fern. Colin is... Uh, now an Xfinity Series team owner. He kind of acquired all the shit that Brandon Belt Motorsports had as they sold everything. Um, he's going to have – I was kind of reading an article today about him. Actually, I didn't know anything about him. Um, but he's going to run part-time Xfinity this year with some drivers, including one of our pals that uh, we'll, we'll talk about when it gets announced. We probably shouldn't announce it, even if it is already announced. But I don't know that it is. But either way, met that guy. He was playing MLB The Show. Told him if uh, when we were leaving, I said, if you ever need somebody to drive your Xfinity car for free, don't call me because I'm not giving you my number. And he laughed, shook my hand and said, wouldn't be you even if I needed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but yeah, we ended up, I think that was definitely the earliest we ever left the, the racetrack, maybe except for Sunday. But uh, ended up just making our way back. All the girls got ready and uh, we ended up going out to Coyote Ugly, which was uh, a night where Mason was telling me, there was a couple like dudes that looked somewhat familiar that i didn't well, hold on. really know time out i don't mean to cut oh out. my god this is oh uh, yeah so i can't believe as I we have stated i actually wanted to forget this we oh my god and it worked out good if it didn't we had to move out on friday to remove it on saturday so we just threw all of our shit into the back of the explorer and also mason's luggage uh suitcase we go to wawa we wanted to gear up for beers for Sunday so that we didn't have to stop on Sunday, grab a couple snacks before we went out for the night. So we get done at Wawa. We're all packed in. Abby's the last one in, and the rear hatch has a button you push, and it shuts. And business as usual. Been doing this all week. We cram into the to the Explorer, and Brad's backing out, and the backup camera looks weird, almost like it was facing upward. 
at trees. Well, that's weird. What are that's all about? Derp, derp, derp. Fucking pull out of the parking lot. <laughs> pull out on the Speedway Boulevard. Go about half a mile and then get on that big, long fucking bridge that gets you to the other side of the river. Well, Brad fucking gets on the gas pedal going up the bridge. All of a sudden, I hear air. And Abby looks at me. I'm like, the back hatch is open. <laughs> Brad immediately fucking pit now. Unscheduled pit stop in the middle of the bridge. Right in front of a cop. Yeah. We had just gone by live PD, I think. Um, definitely had a bunch of scooter bros pulled over. I bail out and I'm like, we're definitely missing some shit. And like, so we start doing like attendance on bags. And so I thought just Mason's is missing. Like, holy fuck. Well, now we got to drive to the other side of the bridge, do a U-turn, go all the way back and retrace our steps. So Brad gets to the other side of the bridge in a hurry. And then we're kind of just cruising, like looking feel like if you found a, if you saw a, a suitcase in the middle of the road it wouldn't be hiding didn't see it like oh fuck now it's like did it get stolen did it get hit by a car is it being drugged by a car did a car hit it they don't know and i'm like all right most logical sense go back to wawa that's where we started mason go inside see if somebody brought it in meantime i'm gonna walk the route just in case we missed it it's not very far shouldn't take me long pick me up on your way by guys so i'm walking the route and i'm walking i got my flashlight and, uh, and i look and uh Brad's running the opposite way down the other side of the road. I'm like, yeah, how'd you get over there? (laughs) Wait a minute. And then I look at our rental car is now taking a right. The Wawa is behind us. The Airbnb is ahead of us. There's no need to go right, but the rental car is headed down the road that way. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Now Mason's at Wawa by, by himself with none of us again. We've ditched him again on accident. Brad's running the other way down the road. And um, I'm like, oh, I, fuck, well, all right, I guess I'll keep looking. And uh, luckily, somebody had found it in the Wawa parking lot, brought it inside, found this here. Mason got it back. And uh, with it was Brad's backpack cooler. Would think that's just minor. In Brad's backpack cooler was his Daytona 500 credentials, of which you get one. And if you lose that one, you do not get another one. Had we lost that, that would have meant that Brad would not have been able to go to the Daytona 500. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So none of us noticed that other than Mason. And Mason just put it in the back with his suitcase and it never got spoke about. Yeah. Until we got back to our room. Brad had gone into the bathroom. Everyone's like, well, we can't tell him. We can't tell him. I'm like. I'm telling him the second he gets out here. Like, we can't not tell him. Like, we have it. There's no there's no damage to be done. But we get back to the room. The girls were getting ready. Freddie was at Oyster Pub. We thought Oyster Pub was getting ready to close. We're like, hey, we're dudes. We're, we're ready to go. We're going to the Oyster Pub. We'll see you guys there. We get out of the hotel room, take one left, into the hallway, go, yeah, your backpack cooler was with Mason's uh, luggage in the middle of the parking lot. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, fucking sick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we got it back. <laughs> yeah. So I, when when we went to go back out, right? So the door completely came down to a stop. So when I looked in the rearview mirror, I saw Walgreens, which was right behind us, and I was like, "That's kind of weird." Like the there was like something on the fucking backup camera because I saw Walgreens, but I don't use backup cameras usually when I'm backing out, especially like at the end of my back out. So I like had backed out, saw the building, thought nothing of it. 
but mainly I was looking at this this car was one of those ones with a weird fucking overhang thing where it like shows you literally everything on the road so I was so fascinated by that that every time I was just staring at it because it was the first thing like on the screen and I'm like backing out like using the mirrors really and then I just start going down the road and like b- before we got to Wawa I was just like I truly cannot believe how fucking perfect today has gone like today has been like unbelievably perfect so we pull out a wawa and i'm putting on like dreams and nightmares i'm like we're getting fucked up tonight like i am ready to fucking go so then we're going down the bridge bob's like oh the fucking back door's open and i'm like oh shit so pull over whatever like bob just said we go back and then bobby gets out and he starts walking like basically to pull out a wawa you go back backwards down some side street and then take a right and whatever so i'm like all right well two eyes is better than one so then bobby goes down and is walking down like the exact route that we took and i'm like well i feel like it probably would have pulled like fallen out at one of the lights because we had every red light so when we got back on the gas would have just tumbled out so then i'm like all right well in hindsight like it could be anywhere like it could have either slid to the right when we were going like taking a right or to the left the other way or a car hit it and it went over the other side of the road so i'm running down like towards the bridge and I get all the way to the bridge and I don't see it on the right side. And I'm like, well, it's not on the right side. I'm like someone could have hit it. So then I just go over to the left side and I already see Bobby coming up the right side. And I'm like, well, he's going to, if he, if it's not there and he doesn't see it, then it's just not there. So I'm like, the only logical place it could be is on the other side or at Wawa. I'm like, I'll just check the other side. So I am full sprint sprinted from Wawa, like a half of a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile up towards the bridge, then down the other side, get back to Wawa. And then they're like, we have his cooler. And I'm like, or have his, have his luggage. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. Didn't think anything of it. Get in the backseat. We go. We get ready. And I'm like, I need a fucking drink. So then Freddie was at Wing House. Said he was going to the Oyster Pub. We show up over there. When Bobby said that, I was just like, oh, that would have been fucking fantastic if I woke up the next morning and just didn't have a pass. So um, you'd have had mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, ugh, just so like fucking everything that could go wrong did go wrong except for that. And the rental car was kind of sweet. I guess other things like bad could have happened. It was just such a like vacation is supposed to be not stressful times. And there it was, was a headache every day. But, like, it was just nothing but, but stress. I wrapped it up to my dad. I said, the week didn't fly by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it no. didn't go fast. <laughs> it was it was definitely a lot. And we ended up at the Oyster Pub for uh, quite a while. I did some shots with uh, some some lady um, and Freddie. <laughs> so Freddie's uh, there and um, gets spotted. By a dude, dude's talking. Like, hey, can you like, can we get a picture? You know, we love the show. And Fred's, like, yeah, no problem, guys. So these dudes come up, and he, he's like, can you take the picture? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. And I prop the camera. I was like, hey, man, like, any friends of Brett Griffin or friends of mine? Glad, you know, glad you guys love the show. And uh, you know, Brett's the man. And these dudes are all like pumped, and Freddie is just death glaring. Like, I want to <laughs> see this dude's picture because they're all smiling and thumbs up, and Freddie's just like giving me the fucking eyes. And uh, they like dap him up. I'm sure they knew it was Freddie, but I thought I was the funniest guy in the room. So we all go to Coyote Ugly, and I'm like, he walks in. I'm like, oh, Brett, Brett, good to see you, man. And he's like, yeah, Rusty, you think that's funny? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, hey, you put it that way. <laughs> so I'm like, let me take a picture with you so we can make this go full circle. So I took a picture of him, and I wrote, uh, Met Spotter Brett at the bar tonight. He called me at Rusty Poland 44 <laughs> with just a handshake emoji. <laughs> yeah, the the only other two like or the only other <clears throat> handful of cool things that happened on Saturday. I mean, I really turned it on uh, way too hard. I mean, it was just like the most stressful thing that had happened since obviously the last Sunday was the luggage debacle, and uh, so I was like, I'm getting fucked up tonight, like fucked up, fucked up. 
And uh, so we, we go out to the Oyster Pub, start early, go over to Coyote Ugly for quite a while, saw some some friends, or at least some familiar faces. I don't know that we can necessarily call uh, Chase Cabry and uh, Haley Deegan surprised friends. To but s- surprised to see them walk in. They didn't last long, but uh, saw Haley and Chase, and you could tell they, like, kind of s- recognized us, and Brad's like, we interviewed you guys at Stafford, and they're like, oh, yeah, what's up? And, like, dapped us up, and... Yeah, I'm sure like you got to be on your toes when you walk in there because like, like a person like gonna... Haley Deegan, why would you want to go to a packed bar in Daytona? Well, yeah, like, just you're just in dealing with darfs. Yeah, I mean like it was one thing to see Natalie Decker there last year, but Haley like Deegan's like I feel like Natalie bigger. Decker likes the darfs. Yeah, she yeah, is a darf. Yeah, <laughs> 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 pretty, pretty much. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. But yeah, finally saw uh, Joe Graff there as well, uh, so saw some familiar faces, and then I uh, went over to. Uh, Grandview for uh, one last stop and saw some more familiar faces that uh, we don't know. Uh, Alvin Kamara was uh, getting a VIP like sweet deal right next to Bobby and Abby. Apparently, the actual <laughs> VIP must have been full because we were at like the back wall just by the pool tables, just chilling, kicking it. You know, pretty good little glow going, and uh, you know, sitting next to this guy and just not really trying to talk to him, but we're sitting one inch from each other and. Kind of gave the head nod and was like, "You here for the race from out of town?" He was like, "Yeah, just you know, just chilling." About you, I said, "Yeah, same." And that was really it. Like we weren't, you know. I I guess I was in Alvin Kamara's VIP uh, suite because that's why they were all there. Oh, um, doesn't suck. Alvin Kamara's the running back for the New Orleans Saints. Um, yeah, yeah. It was Jeremy Clements and his whole what, crew. Or... Makes what we make in a year in one football match. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they were like part of his like security or something was like just Jeremy Clements and his whole team were like all in that general area. So I went over and I just shot the shit with Jeremy Clements and then whatever, uh, he ended up leaving and I go back to Amanda and I can see Alvin Kamara and I'm like, really all I want to do is just go give this guy a fist bump and then just I'll fuck off. And I am hammered at this point. And Amanda's like, ah, I mean like whatever. He seems like he's like kind of busy and I'm like, he doesn't seem like he's that busy. He's just like kind of at this point standing up, like talking to one of the girls who's like sitting down on the couch. And then he like goes like, he's like wandering around a little bit in like his own little square. And then one of the guys that was sitting next to Bobby was just like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go over there. I was like, what? Like in my drunkenness, I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Like he's literally standing there, like shooting the shit, laughing, whatever. And I'm like, all I want to do is give the guy a fist bump. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't go over there. And I'm like, like, in my mind, I just couldn't wrap my head around, like, that fact. Like, dude, I've been standing next to him for 45 minutes. You think that I'm going to go over there and fucking, like, like harass him? Like, I really just wanted I wanted to just go fucking boop, fuck off. But, like, I was so hammered. And so <laughs> this guy was pissing me off. So I was just like, well, fuck this. And I literally just turned around and walked out of Grandview. <laughs> and I, Amanda had said she wanted pizza. So Amanda's following me. And I just walked right into the pizza place. Same one? I waited. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I waited. <laughs> Phenomenal <laughs> pizza! Yeah. Holy fuck! I waited. Pizza. I waited until Amanda got to the door. We met up, and finally, I was like, "Let's go get you your pizza, whatever." We get the pizza, go to the room, and fuck just that pizza place. Kind of, oh, it's, it's great pizza. <laughs> um, I wouldn't know. And uh, uh, I, Abby Mason and I were not far behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. We we just went back to the room. We're just like sitting in the bed, just eating pizza, just hammered. And I was like, "This is just this is phenomenal." Uh, probably should have eaten the second slice that we had because I woke up Sunday morning in absolutely rough shape like the like i, oh, I already... got i got two slices i never i hopped all week and it wasn't until like thursday that amanda's like yeah or even friday like eating i hop is like good like i feel so much better like when i am drunk and then i go to sleep with food in my belly and i hadn't done that my dumbass. i uh, what if mm, almost just said a bad word I, I thought i could quit caffeine this week like 
trying <laughs> trying to like of all weeks <laughs> on like fucking eighteen years of caffeine, dude. <laughs> like two hundred milligram a day is like a slow day, and I'm just like I'm I'm gonna try it. And by Wednesday, I had the worst fucking headache I've ever had in my life. And I was like, what a dipshit. And I'm pretty sure I shotgunned two Alani's like that day. And I was like, oh, I feel great again. Imagine that. Um, so I made sure. I was like, Abby wanted pizza. And she's like, can I get a slice of cheese? And I'm like, can I get two of pepperoni? And they're massive slices. She's like, oh, you're yeah. going to eat those? I'm like, no, yeah. Yeah. And I, they were fucking gone before we even got out of the building. Yeah. Yeah. That I, The other one would have definitely saved my life. Because Sunday, obviously, big day. Great American race. We have uh, infield passes. We're just going to sit and bake in the sun and watch it on the big screen. So I'm like, all right, like, you know, just Saturday's debacle. Like, Saturday was just such a great day. And then uh, just the absolute calamity that almost happened, I guess. And uh, so we really turned it on, woke up fucking feeling terrible. Um, But not, like, too, too bad until we got out to, like, the Dirks Bentley concert. And I was, like, fighting for my life. But I was, like... You were down bad. I was under the impression that if I just started drinking again, I'd be fine. So I started drinking again, as one does. And then we're just, like, standing there... And we we walked through the garage and saw a couple people and like I was fine. Saw Derek saw Freddie, you know, chatted with them before the race. Saw Skip. Um, yeah, we saw we saw Priest. He was yeah, the only one. Priest, he was right, the only right. one on on my shirt, my nice airbrush T-shirt that we saw. But and I was fine then, and I felt fine. I felt all right. I was a little tired, but then we get out and we're just like baking in the sun, like during the Dirks Bentley, like before he even showed up, like a half an hour before. And I am just like, oh my god, I am so unwell. And at this point, it's 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 filling in a lot of people out there to see uh, Burks Dentley. To the point where, like, once you're there, like, you, you can't really go anywhere. And Brad's like, I got to find somewhere to throw up. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, good luck, bud. <laughs> yeah. So I I literally walk the entire way, like, it, it's over a quarter of a mile at least to the nearest bathroom. And on my walk, I'm like, man, I, I kind of feel, feel all right now, which was weird. And I was like, but it kind of, like, comes and goes. And I'm like, man. Eh. Maybe I'll still go. And I get to the bathroom, and there's, like, a line out the door of, like, 15, 20 people. And I'm like, no, guess not. I'll just throw up on the grass if I need to. So I just walk back, and I'm just standing there. Like, I sit down for a while. I start putting, like, ice cubes on my head. Like, just still, like, absolutely fighting for my life. And just, it was it was an absolutely brutal day. Um, it, just feeling-wise, I, I would have had a great time on the infield, I think, that it, um, if at least we had a place to sit um, for a lot of it. That was that the was only tough. tough part. Yeah, we, we went on the roof of the garage area for the flyover which was badass like one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my life was the flyover um, might have happened once on tv it happened 13 times in person they oh, just kept God. coming back yeah just kept coming back yeah and you'd think it's over and then like one would sneak up on you and you'd swear it's gonna hit the back of your head it's so fucking loud yeah um, i remember the first year that we went it they because the the airport's obviously like right on the backstretch there. So they take off and they do the giant loop around the track and they go like miles down past the backstretch and then they come at you. Yep. And we were in the stands the first time yep. and we're like, they're going to high us. up. You, <laughs> I thought we were going to eat a fucking firebird for sure. There, There's a fucking sick picture of them going over the spotter stand. And yeah, it looks Kevin, like Kevin Hamlin took a video. One of the times that just one went by and it's like, you could reach up and touch it. It seemed like, it, yeah, it, it looked like if they just like so much as like threw their radio up like a light softball like throw, yeah, it would just Derek, smoke the fucking. Uh, plane. Somebody heard Derek on like the radioactive deal. It was like I just caved my chest in when it yeah. went by. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was fucking gnarly. Uh, obviously, uh, the Daytona 500 happened. Uh, it was it was actually from what we saw with a pretty good race. It seemed like they they never really got super super like strung out. 
Uh, obviously, there wasn't a lot of wrecks. It was probably more green flag pit stops than I've seen in my life in a fucking Daytona 500. But they all seemed to just pack back up and uh, put on a pretty good show. Uh, it seemed like it was going pretty fast, obviously, with all the green flag pit stops. There's no yellows and no no downtime, really. But, um, I mean, the there, I guess we, we haven't got really into all the whole Patreon questions, but I've kind of been trying to pick them off. But uh, Brian Hahn said, uh, uh, for everyone, thoughts on the Daytona 500 overall? Do you think... There's any other solution to these races finishing under caution? Maybe an alternative finish line on the backstretch if there is a wreck in one and two? Um, um, so I, I guess first things first, my first ever Daytona 500. Incredible experience. However, because of you know the, the opportunities were afforded, I still don't know if I'd pay money to go watch that race in person. Certainly wouldn't pay money to watch it the way we watched it on Sunday. We watched from the fan zone which you were watching it on TV as it happened around you. Still incredibly cool. It's incredibly fortunate to get the, the hookup from Keter to do it. Um, but it's tough. Like we, at one point we're just sitting on the ground, um, you know, cause there's nothing to do. And Abby and I kind of, kind of went and loitered by all the picnic tables. And I, I sought out a, a, a family of, you know, two adults and like five kids. And I'm like, shit, we ain't even 75 laps in this race. They are not making it the whole way. And I, so I told Abby, I'm like, just, just stick it out here. Like, we're going to get that table at some point. Like, they're, they're not going to make it. Right about halfway, lap 100, they left, and we were like, I felt bad. Like, the father was just, like, packing things up, and I'm just standing there. <laughs> and he, like, I looked at him, he's like, I'm sorry, but, like, he kind of got to poach this. And he's like, no, no, dude, I get it. It's all yours. And immediately, us, another guy, and then, like, the, the media crew from the fan zone all sat down. Like, it was full immediately. But I'm like, the, the camera crew is just on break. Like, they'll get back up and fuck off and... And so I had Abby text Amanda, you know, hey, we got a table. Um, when the camera crew fucks off, you guys should come over so we could at least sit and watch the rest of the race. Um, but, you know, like I said, it was still cool. Um, the race itself, it was exciting, I think, because you're there and you're invested. I think if we had to watch on – and there's no commercials. If you had to watch on TV, I probably wouldn't have given a shit. The commercials were pretty brutal. Yeah, and uh, leave it to Scott Tapley to um, – to bring up things like this. There was less commercials in this one than in 2001, the 2001 Daytona 500. So is it getting worse? I don't know. It's probably getting worse because we can what read. What a wild stat. We can read about the complaints on the internet. So probably people think it is worse than normal. I don't know. I don't, don't really care because I didn't see a single fucking commercial. I, I don't but. know that it was so much of the amount of commercials, but it was the, it was literally like the same four. Yeah. Every time. And, and every single and time. And you know, obviously we get this, but like NASCAR's gotta pay the bills somehow. Mm-hmm. Commercials how it's done. And it's not like football where you have a change of possession, a punt, or whatever. There's no T V timeout in racing. Right. So every time they cut away to commercial, yeah, there could be a wreck. Like that's yeah. that's been that way forever. That's nothing new. Just because it happened this time, it gave people something to bitch about. Now that's not anyone's fault. You know, other than having scheduled TV cautions, what what there is no solution. Yeah, you could go side by side, but advertisers don't want to pay for side by side. They want to pay for full screen coverage. So I don't know about that. Um, The finishes, I I my deal with the finishes, I think it's tough when white flag is the last flag. You'd like to you'd like they got to come to the checkered. But then it turns into the Daytona 560. Well, it was already the 530. It, already did. it does anyway. So it's like, yeah, that's tough. I don't know. I don't. They've never got. I hate to say this, 
race back to the checkered. At, at that point, especially, I think. But it was a bad wreck. But you could use judgment in where there's a wreck. If the wreck happens between the start and finish line and turn one or two, you really can't race back to the yellow because guys are going to be barreling down. Even if you get to the checkered and slow down, you're still going to be 130 when you get to the wreck. So there's really, even that's not a feasible solution. Now, like the year, I don't know if it was Talladega or Daytona, remember, but Kyle Larson flipped down the backstretch. You probably could have let that one race out because he flipped on the apron of the backstretch. The cars are going to be slowed down by the time they come around. Get this. You can get the safety trucks out there. I get it. it, it it's never going to happen. So I don't know. I don't need to make up reasons to defend it. But other than other than making sure it ends under checkered and adding a hundred laps to every race or I, racing I, back to the real checkered, what else can you do? I think it's just the discrepancy of the the differences of sometimes when they do let them race back and how bad the wreck is compared to when they just automatically throw the yellow. It's very inconsistent. It's very inconsistent. I think that that's the hardest part. But that's I, on brand for NASCAR. I, I, I think that I think that what Brian's saying here actually does make a lot of sense though. If you put like an alternative, not an alternative start finish line, just like a mark on the wall. Yeah, but or they, some tried shit. they tried that. They tried that a couple back, years ago. It was ago. like a backstretch deal. Or and something. instead of racing to the white. They were getting two to go and racing to the middle of turn one well, and yeah, two, and then the race was in. Yeah, that, that was that shouldn't that that was horrific. That's fucking asinine. But like in a situation like this, like you got to throw the yellow. I mean, Kyle Larson hit I, a ton. I was like, Kyle Larson is dead. Like he just hit so fucking hard, uh, and then obviously that's in one and two, so they're gonna have to come back around. Like you cannot race that back to the start finish line. But I can understand. Like it is super super judgmental when they're like, oh, we have this camera shot and this this lights on or this guy's in the lead, and it's like it's like. Holy fuck, like don't even allow people to be able to like put their judgment on it like that. Just put like <clears throat> yeah, maybe put, race back to the end of that scoring loop. Yeah. You know, and make sure that the scoring loops are marked with like a red line on the wall or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like just I don't know. It it needs there's something that needs to happen. I don't know. I don't have the right answers now. Yeah, I mean the Xfinity too, race but. ended the same way and a bunch of cars sat on the front stretch for five minutes while they waited yeah. to decide who they wanted to win. Right. Yeah, it was I don't know. It was a it was a weird day of racing in uh, in Daytona. Just a whole weekend. All of three races mostly. were not really that great. No, uh, and it and it's unfortunate because it's it gets the most eyes of the entire year. Everyone's all ramped up, excited to to watch some NASCAR because there's not a lot going on in this part of the country and a lot of other parts in the Midwest and stuff like that. So, just a, just a shame. But uh, Cameron Jackson said, uh, "Thoughts on the winners you've seen since you guys have started attending the 500." I'll leave the uh, 2019 one out of it because uh, that was Denny Hamlin, and that's kind of chalk. But holy fuck. I I thought of this. (laughs) What the The second Ricky Stenhouse crossed the line, I thought out of every BFP attended cup race, the winners have been Michael McDowell, Eric Almirola, Austin Sendrick, Ricky Stenhouse, and Brad Keselowski. But Christopher Bell. At Loudon this year, right? Uh, okay, but yeah, still, <laughs> still, it's like it's you don't have like the, the it's Joey always Logano random. Or fucking yeah. Kyle, Busch I think Brad Keselowski won once. That was like the most normal. Yeah, like, yeah, no, it, like I was telling Bobby on the walkout, I was like, "Do you know how much fucking money I'd have right now if I par if I was able to parlay a Michael McDowell with an Austin Cindric with a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for Over like three years, ten dollars? Yeah. Like I would make." Fucking well, so first much off, money. you'd have cashed out on the first leg of the parlay, and then you <laughs> yeah. made it to the second. Yeah, one. probably. I and if it made it to the second one, you certainly weren't going to let it get to the <laughs> yeah. third one. I probably would have cashed it out and then fucking put a little bit of money on Ricky this weekend. But I mean, Christ, it it was uh yeah, it, it was it, it. I don't understand 
basically if we BFP got, is in yeah. attendance just pick the most wild odd on somebody and they're probably gonna win that. I was, well i didn't it didn't work i was telling i was telling bobby though like i like before the 500 happened i was like i just want to see someone that i like win the 500 like like McDowell's cool. It's a cool story, but like I've never cheered for Michael McDowell. Like Austin Cindric, fuck Austin Cindric. Like Ricky Stenhouse, I've also never cheered for Ricky Stenhouse. It was really cool though, especially like at the later stage of the race. Like yeah, I was kind had, of pulling for Kyle Busch, um, just obviously for for Neeland, but we had gone on yeah. to pit road, and like I wanted to position myself so I could physically see the checkered flag, you know, in between two pit boxes, and Ty Gibbs shit was coming all unglued, and nobody was standing at Ty Gibbs' pit box. I'm like, perfect. This is where I'm gonna stand. And they, they're getting ready for the second green-white checkered. Ricky Stenhouse is leading. We're all like, no fucking chance. Well, his mother and his wife or girlfriend or whatever, they go running down pit road behind us. I'm like, and they're like, you could just tell balls of fucking nerves. And I'm like, they just ran all the way over here for my, assume, the motorhome lot. Like, they want to be like, eh, I kind of hope he wins. Just, you know, they ran all the way down there. And, uh, and that was cool for them. But, um. I uh, took a nice snap video of them riding by at 70 miles an hour taking the checker flag. I'm like, I, well, what an ending. I don't know if you saw this like at the racetrack either, but well, again, watching on TV, you don't ever really see anymore when somebody goes to victory lane, like a bunch of other drivers going there. It seemed as though almost every driver in the field went to go. See, yeah, I saw some Ricky saw some pictures on like Twitter and yeah. stuff. You know, Larson went over, you know, Harvick, all a bunch of guys went yeah, over. Yeah, Blaney. It seemed to be popular point. within the field. Yeah, yeah, it so. seems like Ricky's a likable guy. He's got a lot of friends in the sport. It's just he kind of races like a dipshit. Yeah, something, something's yeah. missing, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was like when it got down to the end of it, like especially after like the, the wreck after the wreck. After the wreck like, at, at one point, I was like, oh, let's go Brad Kozlowski. Like, that'd be cool if first win his new team. Like, oh, let's go Chris Buescher. Like, I've cheered for Chris Buescher every once in a while. I think he's pretty underrated. Um, let's go, you know, let's go this guy, that guy, whatever. And then I'm like, ah, can Bubba get up there? He's like eighth, like anyone could really win the win this deal and then i just looked at like all the guys like second through you know six and i'm like oh, fuck all of these guys like alex bowman's like ninth whatever my wallet would have enjoyed alex uh, bowman to win yeah mine too yeah <laughs> either that or bubba and i'm like i'm like out of all these guys i mean like let's go ricky i guess like max mclaughlin's friends with ricky so he's obviously pulling for him so his all of his entourage is pulling for him and i'm like i mean i guess let's go ricky whatever and then when it was fucking ricky versus joey i'm like give that shit to ricky right fucking now <laughs> fuck joey logano i hate that fucking clown his hair now i will say and uh, i saw unpopular him. opinion his hair looks pretty good well that's <laughs> the thing compared it, to how it was yeah so for sure so we uh we went to the garage area after the race and just kind of milled around like same thing just trying to just soak it in mainly wanted to see the destruction because they're just it was like every time you turned around, another tow truck was coming with another destroyed car. We're like, oh, Denny got wrecked in that. Oh, shit. Like, Bubba got wrecked. So we're milling around, and, and um, Joey Logano walks by. You know, walking, must be walking back from the media center or, or trying to go to the media center. Just looked like he had normal hair. Yeah. So I like I see all these memes and pictures online of what looks like a, a fake comb-over toupee, and I'm like, it, that's it, not what it looked like when I saw it. It looks fine it looks good to me actually i'm like yeah. well fuck if somebody was gonna sponsor me hair plugs i was gonna say yeah. as a person who is follically <clears throat> struggling later in life glue that shit on laser that shit on whatever you got to do i'll take all of it like in, it, it in, looked fine to me inside scoop it was a sponsor and they are implants and it is real his real hair yeah no it, it looked, looked fine to me i think it looked yeah. good but i but i he had that Logano. typical like post-race messy hair look like just looked like a, a dude yeah, yeah. But have you noticed that every interview now he does not wear a hat 
Good. He is showing that shit off. I don't good. blame you. Which is fine. Good. Wait, good whatever. for him. I bet he's been fucking struggling with that shit for years. So good for Joey. That's uh, the I'm, one thing I'll, I will continue to wear my hat. That's all the, the time. one thing I'll give him a fucking attaboy for. Uh, nice hair. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, the the one thing that I will say. This is going to be actually my weapon of the week. Um, presented by Team Cosmo, I think. Uh, shout out to Scott Fowler. But weapon of the week is going to be right before the last green 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 white checkered. Easy for me to say. A bunch of Kroger guy or people, not guys, guys and girls, with like Kroger like working suits, like just like a overcoat fucking Kroger deal, start like running by, and it's just like a wave of blue people, like just all one right after another, like going to try to find Ricky's pit stall. So one goes, and then a bunch of people other going, and then there's like some stragglers in the back, like the fucking uh, whatever those things are in Lion King. So they're like fucking stumbling around pit boxes and shit. People are trying to leave, and then one one guy just goes. Oh, where where is he? What what number is he again? Is he number forty seven? I'm like, oh my fucking god! What? You guys work for fucking Kroger? You've probably been here doing like appearances with this dude like all day. Have you ever seen a picture? Do you have the internet? Have you ever watched a race? Don't even know what car they sponsor. No fucking idea what number car Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is. It, what, Were they what, aware of the direction the car is, was is going in? Uh, <laughs> probably not. No. Clock, they did, none, of them, none of them really looked like they were race fans. But they got to enjoy a Daytona 500 win, I guess. Um, but that. that that is my weapon of the week. I don't know what that guy is, who he is or whatever, but Jesus. <laughs> Pretty fucked up. But um, – Let's go to uh, some more Patreon questions. Just got a couple more here. Uh, Slim asked, uh, you guys got to hang out with some big names in auto racing. How cool is it to hang out with Bloomquist? I actually, um, unfortunately, didn't really get to hang out with him. Uh, at Grandview, it was like a five-minute encounter where it was just a group of us, and he, and we was he just was rambling. He was higher than the UFOs that he thinks <laughs> ended as race shop. He was just, he was just uh, rambling on a little bit and just kind of a normal conversation to have with anyone. However, we went to IHOP afterwards, and uh, everyone harassed him from the window. And by everyone, I mean not me, like the people that he knows or knows him. Got him to come in, and uh, he had some like lady like probably escorting him back to his room because he had no idea where he was. And uh, she walks in behind him, whatever, and hit me of a pillow. She just, she yeah, she just looks like a like a little little bit of that is what it is, yeah, a lizard. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> I was just gonna come up with something different, but yeah, she's an iguana, uh, so uh, a reptile yeah. of sorts. <laughs> she's a paddock iguana, and so she is coming in. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you gotta watch out for those sound bitches. <laughs> so so Bloomer walks in and everyone's like talking to him, whatever. He's just like, oh, I can't be in here. I shouldn't be in here. And uh, just like does like a little loop. It's like shoots a shit with a couple people. Like he's like, oh Max, whatever. Like starts walking out, and we're like 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 that is the guy. Like we're, we look like we're big fans of his for sure. But like all like half these people know who they are. Half these guys are dirt racers. And then it's just fucking us idiots. But so he starts walking out and this lady just comes over behind us or behind him and just goes, oh, thank you guys so much for loving him. Thank you guys so much for being fans of his. And Max is like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like what is this lady talking about? Like when I was like 16. We're not fans of this guy. He's an absolute crackpot. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a fucking. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge Bloomer fan. fan. Yeah. Huge. Max, Max goes, what the fuck is she talking about? When I was 16, he bet me money to swim across the Gator Pond. Fucking <laughs> 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 hilarious. But uh, the, yeah, the, the, only, uh, the only Bloomer story I have is when we went to, uh, I was in school, we went to the. Uh, late model nationals at Knoxville Raceway, and we drove all the way to fucking Iowa. And long story short, he was gonna win the race. Comes off of four, breaks the drive shaft, 
we find the broken drive shaft part and we try to like give it to him and we end up in his fucking camper and basically like you always say never meet your heroes because his mother's in the camper oh thank you so much for bringing that over there well you know would, would you guys want t-shirts this that the other thing meanwhile his kids are running around looking like fucking powdered donuts up front <laughs> and uh we never got our t-shirts so <laughs> <laughs> never meet uh, your heroes never meet your heroes uh Tony Palladino says, uh, after this week's trip to Florida, what is the over-under in weeks until we get the announcement of BFP baby number two? Odds start at minus 7.5. Weeks? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer the over of that one. F- Physically, it- I don't think that's possible for at least us. So, <laughs> so minus 7.5 weeks? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to hammer the over. Yeah. Hammer. Yeah, I would probably hammer the over. Anyone that is uh, listening, uh, definitely hammer the over on that announcement. Char- Charles the Fourth on his way, June twenty twenty. Yeah, hammer the under on Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like like a lot. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! Uh, one last uh, Patreon question here. Uh, Trevor Ward says, "How would you all feel if they were to bring a limited touring series? They had it once, it didn't work out. Well, I was gonna say back. He didn't put." Put a it, limited back. touring series. A limited touring series. Sportsman. Back. Past sportsman. Yeah. Uh, Who asked this? Trevor, Trevor Ward. Think oh. it would be pretty badass. Was it was game. while it lasted, and then they and turned then into didn't. what they are now, and there's not enough of them around. Wow. So that they like Beechridge had a stronghold on limiteds, and they were true limiteds, and then the past yes. sportsman series happened, which fractured it some, and then it evolutionized the division. Yes. And then some of those cars snuck their way back in, and it just. The division was cut in half. Since the, then, it just, I don't... The problem with the Passport... We don't need any more fucking touring series. The problem with the Passportsman deal was it was cool. The theory behind it was phenomenal. You had, a, at the time, because we're talking, when I did it, it was like 2011, 2012-ish. So, like, you still had a relatively economical race car that was also considered one of the higher series of the region. So you got to travel, you got to do all the same shit. But then they started just opening up the rules for fucking no reason, which seems to be the case now as well. Anyway, but now you got you had fucking limiteds out there with like pro stock bodies on them, and then you there was fucking there was no rules with shocks or springs or anything like that. And then they basically turned into late models, which is what the direction they're going in now, and they're kind of like a super sportsman, which shocker, you know. Spoiler alert, Super Sportsman didn't last very long at Beechridge either. So it uh, seems as though they're going down the same road because uh, certain people are making decisions that they're just not qualified to well, make, and, and that's I, where we're I had, I, uh, We ran into some pals down at Beachside, um, David Whittier, and I had this conversation, and it's like they kind of almost have to. Street stocks are the same thing. They're all the same speed. Like, you you, you need that. They let the so they let the street stocks get so out of hand to begin with. They caught up to the sportsmen. That that's the only reason we're in this conversation to begin with. If they didn't let the street stocks get so out of hand, then we don't even have this conversation. And the beauty of the limiteds forever and always was that you had way more car than tire. And that was part of what put on such a good show. It was great racing. Also, Beatridge, they did the high point, low point deal. You had all the fast guys starting out back. It puts on a good show. Now you know that's obviously not a thing anymore we can't really reference that regardless because that's not where we race and now we're just seeming to make up rules to make up rules for no reason when we had it a pretty well established class but there's only two places you can race them and that's uh their sandbox so you got to play by their playbook yeah uh nick bechtel 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 could be yeah beachel beat sure Bichet. Beck Hotel. Beck Hell. I actually think Beck Hotel is right. Nish Bechtel. Bichelet. 
uh, just say that shit one more time and this <laughs> furniture will start floating. <laughs> uh, not a question. Just wanted to nominate myself for weapon of the week presented by team Cosmo uh, for taking Stenhouse in the race pool and then failing to put money on him at the casino. That's awful. Bradley That's of you. That is a tough Fade one. Bread. Uh, yeah, hashtag fade Brad a little bit, but I uh, I actually got the uh, Xfinity Series winner correct, and Reagan got the, the Stenhouse pick right, and we try not to pick the same guy, so he takes Stenhouse, that's a really good out for me not to, um, and then he just looks really good putting $20 to win on 720 uh, on him, but that's fine. Um, so... I believe this is it. This is uh, the Speed Weeks 2023 recap. Certainly tamer than previous years. Yeah, a little I, bit. Uh, I, we're all growing up a little bit. We're all wifed up, so that slows slows the boys down a little bit. I uh, I had FOMO like you were about boys. I hope you didn't forget about me while we were you were down there. But were, uh, were you? Again? You get it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is my house. Uh, so <laughs> uh, no, I I hope not to uh, miss too uh, too many more events like that. It seems like it was a bummer to miss that one. Apolog- but I also uh, apologize for this being a marathon of a show. I also uh, don't feel bad about missing out on some of the fuckery that happened, but. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. But, yeah, you uh, probably had less headaches than we did this week. Definitely, definitely two-footed the the gas pedal a lot this week. Um, same old, same old shit for uh, for a lot of it. But definitely, uh, at one point, I said to Brad, "I'm like, people are gonna start thinking that some of this shit is staged. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> not we even didn't, we didn't leave the hatch open on purpose. In fact, I was pretty pissed. Yeah, <laughs> like, who was the last person? And Abby's like, it was me. I'm like, oh, okay, get less pissed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> still pretty mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that that really threw me for a loop. I mean, it's like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows when you're just you like... You just literally said, like, today was, like, the perfect day. That's where you yeah. fucked up. And 3.6 seconds later, Mason's uh, <laughs> luggage was tumbling <laughs> out and of my back Daytona of the car. And my Daytona 500 fucking VIP band. That would have been like, so cool if you got there on Sunday and you're just like, wow. Yeah. Well, right. It's like in that... No, we would have figured it out a lot sooner than that. Yeah, but. and that, that and like just like the highest of highs was just like you get to Daytona, like stress relief, like fucking weight off your shoulders and you get there and you're just like fucking crushed into the ground. It's like, God damn it. And then, yeah, that happened. It was just like so many like highs and low points this week, but all in all, it was a good week. Um, definitely uh, had some experiences that uh, we won't forget and look forward to couple 2024. Of, uh, couple of big thank yous rich keeter first off hooking us up with the garage passes um it's always awesome of him to do that for us um shout out to new smyrna speedway as much as we dump all over him i was so excited to get there and watch racing with my friends they hook us up with media credentials why i don't know um but we certainly have a great time there um thank you to all of you on patreon you guys helped foot um you know part of the bill for this trip and uh, certainly made it easier on us to uh bring you these stories without Without you guys, it would have cost us way more money than it did. So, um, thank you to everybody that makes this uh, makes this trip happen. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to all you guys that uh, that do that for us. Uh, it's the one one thing that I've always said is that uh, we don't get paid um, just straight up. We don't get a paycheck from this stuff at all, but uh, we get paid in the experiences that we get to receive and get to take part in. So, definitely thank all you guys for tuning in. Thanks to all of our sponsors, everyone on Patreon, and obviously Keter. Uh, one of our sponsors, actually, uh, Statewide Foam, is going to be bringing you the next interview. Uh, all the interviews that are going to be including people that are going to be talking about Speed Weeks is going to be brought to you by Statewide Foam. So this interview is brought to you by Statewide Foam, st- specializing in many applications of spray foam, insulation, wall coatings, and other polyurea and geotechnical foam solutions 
Call Nick Jenkins today at 207-949-2557 to find out how they can help you. Or visit their Facebook page at Statewide Foam Coatings, Inc. And uh, they will be bringing you the uh, Luke Baldwin interview right now. Hold on. Hold on. <coughs> Have you stopped recording? No. Um, we'll talk about it more in the future, but just uh, some food for thought. We'll definitely talk about this next week. Auburn Mall Car Show, Friday night of the Mall Show. I believe it's March 3rd? Could be fifth. I don't whatever third, it's third. Whatever Friday night it is, uh, we're gonna be doing a live show there. Come see us. Come buy merch. We're gonna try to get some drivers on. Probably be a little bit different of a show than we normally do. Just uh, we've never actually done a true live recording. No. Um, in front of people, we haven't even really tried to figure out what we're gonna do yet. Uh, but just mark that down in your calendar. Uh, March third live show, and also April first yes. Motorsports Night, the Maine Mariners. Plenty of time before that, but also just. Uh, be on the lookout. We're going to do the same thing as last year. We'll send out a QR code. You scan that QR code. You get to sit in our section of the game. Um, us dipshits will be running around the stadium like last year, um, giving out prizes and being on the Jumbotron and whatnot. So why uh, not? March 3rd, not April 1st. Mark not a lot of racing things going on coming up, I don't think, for any of us. So uh, get to look forward to those things at least. So just keep those in the back of your mind. April 1st, big old circle. Don't schedule anything else. Go to that that day. No, 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 Sports. And... We're going to figure something out for because it's also going to be Thompson Icebreaker Weekend where we're going to try and figure something out if for anybody who goes to both the game and the icebreaker, we'll, uh, we'll hook you up with something. But uh, we have some details coming out on that. But Brad will, first, Brad will give you a pat on the butt if you're a guy. And uh, I, mm. I won't. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, April 1st. Good game, sport. Big ol' just leave it empty. Yep. So one last thank you. I uh, want to thank you. Uh, give a thank you to Home Track uh, for sponsoring the episode. Uh, it's definitely a marathon of one. Um, so uh, if you're looking to scratch the itch, the itches that you may have for missing out on some racing up here in the Northeast, the New England region, uh, d- definitely head on over to YouTube.com/slash/HomeTrackRacing and uh, enjoy the show that they put out. And uh, as always, thank you to Statewide Foam for bringing you Luke Baldwin. Mediocrity. All right, boys and girls. So as we just introduced, we have uh, on the other side of the Zoom call here, somebody who uh, did some pretty cool shit. It sounds like both on and off the track, but we'll get to uh, some of that later. But uh, more importantly, we're going to talk about what happened on the track. Luke Baldwin, what's going on, pal? Not much. How are you guys? Oh, perfect. Best one net now that you figured out your fucking dial up. (laughs) (laughs) You say uh, that's a recurring problem? Yeah, the the Wi-Fi likes to go uh, pretty often, more often recently as it has before, but it's gotten pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I thought for a second we just lost you, uh, but your toaster seems to be working pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> while we get started, I guess uh, just uh, we uh, we actually saw you down at Speed Weeks, Bobby and I did, and I told you that if you went out there and won the championship, that we'd get you on the podcast. And uh, you ended up going and doing that in the six hundred two modifieds and the uh, uh, down at Speed Week. So, what was the uh, what was your whole week like? I guess, and then leading up to the final night, where I think that you had four of you going in, and just the highest finisher ended up winning the championship. Is that right? Yeah. So when I first went down there. I I didn't think I was going to win. I, I wasn't there to win. Like, my dad told me a month before I went down there, we were all talking about it, like me and my brother, my dad, and a couple of other people. And my brother's like, oh, I'm going to go out there and win. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said something. He goes, no, you're on restricted mode. Like, you're, 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 not, you're not going 100%. So it wasn't something we planned on doing. 
and then somehow we ended up here. I don't I don't know what happened. Is that because your brother sucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, he told me I was on restricted mode. I mean, you were on restricted mode, and you won. Your brother was going out there, balls to the walls, and I think he fenced the thing like twice in practice. Maybe maybe they should have roles reversed. I I guess so. Uh, I don't... Either your internet's ass, or you don't want to make fun of your brother. I, think I can respect both. I well, I don't. I would love to make fun of my brother, but I I it's hard to then because none of it was his fault. I hate saying that because I always want to shit on him as much as possible, but none of that was his fault. All right. Give him the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, I I mean I'd like to say feel like you, but unfortunately it's not. Yeah, he. Uh... He was kind of upset, I guess, with Bobby at one point in the week and uh, asked why we were going to have you on instead of him. And Bobby uh, so kindly put him put him down pretty, pretty hard. Well, I, I told him if he did something cool or something stupid and he did something real stupid that we won't talk about on air. So I guess he earned a spot. I guess we'll have to get him on next week. Hopefully you guys don't share uh, Internet because this sucks. <laughs> well, he, he lives at App State, so his honestly might be worse. <laughs> Well, you might need to uh, reset your potato here again, but uh, uh, while while we have you here, hopefully uh, th- at some point you can tell us uh, how how the races went for you because uh, I I unfortunately didn't get to make the trip down there and hang out with all you guys and, and do some of the shenanigans and shit. But uh, uh, even on the TV, it looked like you uh, you were pretty hooked up all week. Yeah, honestly, I think the majority of decent race car drivers out there could have gotten in my car and. And one like I, I, I truly believe that's how good it is. I don't want to give myself too much credit, even though I would love to do that. But I that that thing was so good. I I really think a bunch of other people could have done the same thing I did, if not more. Stop being humble. It's not mature or it's too mature for us. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm the best out there and I deserve to win all four. <laughs> and all those other guys suck my car sucked but i'm just that fucking guy i went out in there now good that's going to get taken out of context and people are going to think you actually think that yeah people are <laughs> going to miss the whole first part of that and only hear that edited portion of it and you're going to be a, the complete asshole now oh. For, forget forget it being that uh the first response being too mature for uh, us that's way more mature for you i feel like you're more like the second response you had there <laughs> do you just wake up and piss excellence he's too young he didn't know what that movie's from or what that's from yeah, he didn't even know what dial-up was dude i know talladega nights i'm not that <laughs> how many how many autographs did you sign today in math class in math class uh, i actually signed one in english class none in math though <laughs> yeah um was, I need was to, it I, on a body part uh, i was on his homework <laughs> I need to start. It doesn't count. I need to start practicing like a signature, because the dude came up to me the first night I won with a helmet, and I didn't know what the fuck to do. Like I had never signed anything before in my life, so I had to make up something on the spot. You've never written your name? No, I've never like, like ever. No, well, I didn't want to write it. Just write my name in cursive because it would be so sloppy. Where the fuck do you go to school? Cool. More so. And they just they just don't teach you how to spell. Dude, I didn't want to print my name or just write my name in cursive because it'd be sloppy. So I just did a cursive L and a cursive B and call it a day. I think that's what I'm gonna go with from here on out. I, I would have paid 
funny to watch you take the Sharpie just with a fist and roll Luke <laughs> with a backward oh. <laughs> I should have yeah, done that. Typically, any signature is just like the first little letter, a squiggle, the second letter, a squiggle, and then Billy, here you go. Yeah, so that's what I want. That's what I was about to do. And then I was like thinking about it. And I was like, if I do this, every signature I sign is going to be completely different because I'm not going to be able to do the same squiggle every time. <laughs> so I just did an L and a B and a 7NC and called it a day. LB, 7NC. I like that. That's all it rhymes. Michael Vick's autograph was just MV7. So it's like the same thing. With a dog, he also killed a lot of dogs, so probably not a great comparison. But I actually, I actually saved my dog. So, so you're not Michael Vick. No, that's good. More reasons than one. Yeah. Are, are you left-handed like Michael Vick? No, I, I'm not left-handed, and I tried to play football, and it that lasted about four years, and I quit because I was not good at all. That's the spirit. Yeah. At least you didn't quit racing because the last time we watched your race was uh, at Riverhead and you hit everything but the pace truck there. So, Well, that wasn't a good weekend for sure. Um, <laughs> was, was that the 24 hours of ice slip? Yeah, but I didn't make the feature. <laughs> so in the heat race, I started P1. It was passing points. So I was like, all right, the, like the car I'm in right now isn't running good for me. So I'm already fucked. And then I got wrecked twice. So then it was over with. Then in the B main, I was like one spot away from making it, but that's whatever. I I think I would have saved money not running that feature. So yeah, it was a shit show for sure. And you actually did. Uh, I, I was just busting your balls. You did uh, show some talent working your way up to the field in that B main. I think that there was like forty cars in that B main, and somehow you you passed uh, like twenty five of them. So, um, but yeah, just the. Uh, I mean. I guess the on-track stuff at, uh, this week, how, how did you go about, or how close actually was it between you and, and uh, Trev Cat? Because for a while, it looked like he was going to run away with the championship, and then all of a sudden you parked it in victory lane the first night, or the first night that we were there, and uh, then uh, you went out and did it a second time after Bobby told you not. Oh, actually, no, the first night you started on the pole and fell back, and then Bobby told you not to suck, and then you won. Then you won again one night when we weren't there. So just uh, how did you go about, I don't know, winning the championship. You didn't really elaborate on it much. You just said anyone could jump in and win the thing. You have to have some sort of talent. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Trevor, after his second win, so the second race, got points docked off for some, like, something like EVAC system in the motor, uh, which I don't really think is a big deal, which is why I didn't get DQ'd. He just got points knocked off. So either way, going into the last race, I was in the lead in points. Well, I was tied, but I had to win, so I was a tiebreaker with the 65. But they did, like, the championship four bullshit or whatever, which I think was fun. I mean, I would have liked it a lot more if I was fourth in points, not first. But in the championship race, I seemed like I thought I was a lot better, but it seemed like whoever got into clean air was worse. So, like, when he was in front of me, I was a lot better than him. When I was in front of him, he was – I don't want to say a lot better, but he was still probably better than me. It was just, like, a mistake thing because I think – he was really tight off of four, and I was really tight off of two. So, it was, like, opposite ends doing, like – like, we, we had to play it, like – we had to kind of strategize. It was weird, but I don't know. Somehow – 
some it was a blur, but I ended up winning. That happens when you're the first car to take the checkered flag. That is, but I'm so I'm usually not that. So it was it. It's a blur. So what did what did Dad think of you winning the championship when you were supposed to be on a restrictor plate mode? Uh, Dad, I think is just as surprised as me. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think my dad. I don't. I think he expected it less than I did. But I don't know. I I guess he's proud of me. We we haven't really talked of that much. I f- I feel like he's not a big attaboy kind of guy. No, no. I think at, so. After the first night when I finished fourth, he said, "I'm proud of you, buddy." Before I before we went to bed or whatever, and that was like I think the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like your dad. For those that don't know, Tommy Baldwin. Uh, it's a lot like my dad. It's uh, it's never good job. Like my dad told me once at Thompson when I won, he was proud, and I was like, "Are you okay? Did you hit your head?" Like, uh, <laughs> always like, you did what you were supposed to do, or why the fuck did you do that? So it's not really like it's not like the first time him saying he's proud of me because like he done which he probably doesn't fucking like me, but I mean, <laughs> um, but but it's just like I, I don't know. It, it's we're not like one of those parent and kids that are like like good job buddy i'm so proud of you like giving each other hugs it's like i like before every like good night <laughs> love you hug like you get to request your bedtime story because he just surprise you with a random bedtime story uh usually the bedtime story is like, like he's like staring at me and i say what are you looking at and he goes not much <laughs> so that that's what usually that's what usually goes down so this is taking kind of an interesting turn. So, I mean, obviously people that are, I don't know, not your age know who your dad is because, well, he did cool shit and we saw him on TV on Sundays. So, I mean, I feel like obviously at your age, you probably came into that a little bit, maybe not necessarily after the fact, but more of like modified Tommy Baldwin, which was, you know, for us, it was cup series, Tommy Baldwin. So what, what is that relationship like with, you know, do you do you really have you come to a moment where you've ever like been like oh my dad actually did some cool shit or like that like that's my dad like i don't know how to explain what i'm saying but like have the realization that your dad is much different to like a much more general population than he is probably you in the house yeah i know what you mean and i think honestly i think i realized that like way earlier than you would think like i'd say probably like 11, 12, 13 years old, I kind of like, I would always think about it and be like, Hey, like I'm super lucky to have what I have and like have the father that I have. But since, since like I didn't, so when I was born and growing up, he was still doing the cup stuff, but I wasn't as into it as I am now. Like I I used to like watch all the races and play with my die cast. I always want to go to the races, but I didn't want to work. I didn't want, like I wanted to race, but I didn't actually like want to put the effort in to do it until my brother just randomly got a legend car. And then I wanted to do it. And I started working and I started racing like two years later and we've gotten a lot closer and I don't want like people to think he's a piece <laughs> of shit because of what I said five minutes ago. Cause he's not, he's fucking, he's awesome. I couldn't ask for anything better, but like, it's just, our, our relationship is pretty funny, to be honest with you. Like I said, it sounds exactly like my father and I, and, and I typically joke about my dad too, but in all honesty, your 
what, 16 now, I'm 30. I can promise you that 10, 12, shit, even maybe two years from now, like, you're going to, you're going to move on to bigger and better things. And, and your dad's probably doing the same thing that my dad did. He's just trying to raise a kid and a race car driver, not trying to stack trophies from the local go-kart track. Like some of these dads are doing. Yeah. I feel like it's more, <laughs> more like old school type of relationship where it's not just like a participation trophy type shit, like type thing, like what people deal with now. It's more of like, I don't know, obviously like putting in the, the time and effort and like seeing how dedicated you are to it. And, uh, I'm just sure I'm sure that the only reason why the proud moment came after your fourth place finished because you weren't supposed to fucking win. Right. Like I was I was supposed to go out there and run. Like I asked him, I was like, where'd you think? Like after the whole thing, I was like, where'd you think I was going to run? He was like, I figured you'd be like a 10th to 15th place car. I was like, yeah, I agree. And oh, there's a lot of shit boxes out there. Like and in the legend cars, I tore some shit up. I'm not going to lie. I. I tore a lot of shit up. Some of it wasn't my fault. A lot of it was. And that's just because, like, the built-up frustration running at Charlotte and not having, like, the same equipment all those other guys had kind of fucking sucked. So. Do you, do you think that that might have been by design, though, because of your dad knowing, you know, maybe what his stature is? He's not going to throw you in the best of the best right off the bat so that maybe you kind of know what you're doing if a car ever does go to shit? No, he never touched a legend car before. And those things are so different. Like you're not going to, they're so hard to understand. And we just, we struggled based on like setup stuff. Like me and him, we weren't trying, he wasn't trying to give me a not very car. Like he wants me to be in the best of the best stuff, which is why we got out of it so fast and got into this because he knows what he's doing and he can give me what I need. Was there ever a, a specific, like a specific moment or story where maybe you, because we already talked about it a little bit, but like where you kind of realized who your dad was, like, is there a like specific moment where like, oh shit, like he's not just like my dad. It wasn't like specific. It was just like gradually over time. Like I said, 10, 10 to 13 years old when I like really realized I would come up to him and be like, you're Tommy Baldwin, right? Blah, blah, blah. Or like when, when someone would come up to him and talk to him like they're his friend and they walk away, I'd be like, who is that? He goes, I have no idea. So I that kind of helped me realize. And then when I would, when I really got into racing and like I would meet all these people going to the racetrack and they'd start telling me about like how badass my grandpa was and like what my dad did and all that, that really made me realize. But be, really just being able to go to all the cup races at a young age and then look back, looking back at it did a lot. But there was no specific moment. Yeah, it's certainly weird for me with, with my dad being Freddie Kraft. It's uh it's weird it's weird to go to the bar and have uh, everyone he is and just always ask for pictures and like it's just like they don't know like that I also have like a following, you know, of like upwards of ten people and he has <laughs> but like they just don't know me i'd go as far as like 15 people i mean maybe like if i'm in a group of people then like maybe a couple more people might like know who i am and they might like follow me but usually i'm just going to the bar and that's just usually where i see my dad but everyone just recognizes him man it's just kind of depressing yeah no i i can understand that i know exactly what you mean so <laughs> so you talked about your brother brothers randomly getting a legend car and that's kind of when you were like ah, all right this is kind of something i want to take seriously but at what point were you like all right i'm i'm all in well 
I would start going to the racetrack and like then I, all of a sudden I just wanted to work on them. And so I started like cleaning the car or whatever. My, my dad would have me do like simple stuff, like put a fucking tire on. And I thought that was the coolest shit ever. So I just kept going to the racetrack and I was, and then when the summer shootout came along with his, like his first summer shootout and I saw all the other like little kids racing, I was like, dude, fuck this. I want to do that. I'll post on my Snapchat story like a picture of like, a little ass kid in Bandolero. Be like, these are the kids that can race, but I fucking can't. This is horse shit. And I just complain all the time until I eventually, my dad eventually cracked and traded for a legend car. Fair, fair enough. So, uh, uh, what, what is it that you like, how, how far do you want to take this? You, you trying to race on Sundays? Are you just trying to you know win more, more new Smyrna championships at speed weeks? I want to take it as far as I could go. Obviously, it's a very expensive sport. And I want, I don't want to, like, if I'm not, if I keep racing at this level and I don't prove myself anymore and I'm just like that, this is my peak and I'm not running any better, I don't want my dad to spend money on me for no reason when I'm not. If I know I don't have the talent to do it, I don't want to do it. But, If I think I have the talent to do it, we want to try to find as much funding and get up to as far as I can. But obviously, it's a lot of money. And there are too many kids that pay all that money that don't know what they're doing. And I don't want to be one of those kids. I can respect the shit out of that. It's, it's definitely a weird world where it's you know, Bobby and I and Bradley, we've all talked about it, where it's kind of the only sport where at the highest level, you as the athlete you can pay your own salary which is you know it's kind of weird if i wanted to if i just had a million dollars and i go to the bruins i'm like i'm playing goalie tonight like it it would be way different so um now i respect the uh the maturity of that and uh that mindset but uh you know racing's not not just about going left too it's about having a pretty decent time it sounds like you did that down south too yeah i have a lot of fun with it it's like I got out of the car after the first race at New Smyrna. Just talk about how it was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like that, that was like way too much fun. I'm like addicted to it and I don't want to go another weekend without it. How much fun did you have off the racetrack? Well, not as much as I would have liked to be honest with you. <laughs> we invited Luke to our bonfire one night. <laughs> how did, how did that go? Um, the bonfire was really fun. We played a lot of cornhole and I ended up having to stay in the garage and watch a race car for 45 minutes alone the next night as my punishment. That's all. <laughs> I'm so glad that, uh, your internet's not working on, uh, on your end either, or for you, I guess on, uh, coming from our end, because uh, Charlie asked you about your off track, uh, fun in new Smyrna. And, but that works because, uh, you brought up the, uh, off-track fun in Thompson where uh, you were talking a pretty big game went into cornhole and uh, got absolutely dusted by the Crowleys <laughs> and uh, and then and then we redeemed ourselves a little bit later on but you uh, you ended up uh, being a little bit past your curfew by uh, a handful of hours and then yeah after uh, after the championship celebration had to stand in a parking stall or whatever in the garage area and wait which uh, I fully respect that move. I was a little uh, curious as to why there was only one seat available and it was uh, right next to Tommy. So uh, yeah, how was, how was that? Uh, how was that wait? And uh, what were the details that led up to you having to do that? So my dad 
I got home or I got back to the RV and he goes, you motherfucker. When I walked into the door <laughs> and I said to myself, well, time to go to bed. So I went to bed, woke up and slept in. So I went into the garage the next day. Everything was normal. And then we load up after winning the championship or locking the championship in. We load up and we're waiting on a box truck to come from North Carolina to pick up one of our cars. And my dad goes, all right, sit by the car. We'll be at the clubhouse. Mike is on the way with the box truck. I said, all right, well, I'm sure he's pulling in. I call Mike. I'm like, where are you at? He goes, about an hour out. I said, my motherfucker. <laughs> uh, that's what you the cooler you didn't belong in. Yeah. Oh, and while I was sitting in the car, I just rolled it in the garage and sat in there. These kids like walked by. And I guess they looked at the right rear and saw a blinking transponder light. And they started, they didn't realize I was in the car and they started freaking out. They're like, yo, what's that light? What's that light? What's that light? I think it's traction control. And I was just sitting there laughing at them. I'm like, dude, you like, you guys are not the brightest. Yeah. Cause that's what you do with traction control is try to attract the most attention to it possible. Yeah. Make sure it's hanging outside the car with a blinking light. Yep. The real reason why you were so late back to the camper is because you stole one of Bobby's energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> You're just powered up, ready to go. That just that Red Bull got me got me pumped up. I just did it give you wings? Uh the Red Bull gave me like one and a half wings. I think if it gave me all both the wings, we would have won in cornhole a lot more, but unfortunately it only gave me like one and a half and I got punished for it. That's what really, that's why I really got punished, not for being late because I only had, I didn't have both wings. So you're making too much noise flapping into the camper. <laughs> you're flying in circles. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so now that you're, uh, you're big time and a champion, and we can call you a champion from New Smyrna, uh, what's the rest of 2023 look like for you? So, we're going to run a few more crate mod stuff. Um, I don't, I only have like four more races set like on the schedule but as of literally today we've got some other we've got some further model stuff we're working on with the help of some people that could be probably about six to eight races depending on funding so i'm super excited for that and one thing jimmy blewett told me at mercs right after uh our on friday night at the bar he goes, you'll be in a big modified by the end of the year. I said, oh, that's all good by me. So I don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll just have to see how, like, where time takes us with how busy my dad's schedule is. He doesn't have time to take us racing all the time. So we're going to have to play it by year. We had a couple Patreon questions here for you. Uh, one of them actually was uh, from Woody Pitcat asking what your modified schedule looked like this season. So you just answered that one. But Woody also asked uh, – how many fresh motors were installed while you guys were down in the Sunshine State? Well, Jack had one fresh motor installed after he blew up. And I think that's it. Just that's it. I didn't blow up. I didn't have to do anything to the motor. Did you have to do anything to the car? Uh, we replaced the front bumper. That makes sense. Which is what, which is what you would want to replace if you're replacing anything. That's true. Oh, we also, we also put wider wheels on it because... For some reason, they let you run 13-inch. So 
and we only had 10. So the Catalanos hooked it up and gave us a set of 13 inches for the last two races. I can't tell if you're done talking <laughs> or just freezing, but I kept calling you wide wheels the, west, the rest of the week, but I wasn't going to tell that story unless you did. So that's why I started calling you wide wheels. That, that, that's fine with me. I don't know if I would have won those two races without him, to be honest with you. But actually, no, fuck. Fuck, yeah, I'm, I'm the best there is. So uh, whether I had those wheels or not, we were going to victory lane and dominating. I'll put eight-inch wheels on it next year. Fuck them. Um, yeah, That's your red 20-year-old nitrogen. We're going we're gonna to have to let you go because I'm going to have to edit this whole thing because your internet's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on and talking to us on your uh, fucking – I don't know, potato or toaster or whatever it's been on. And uh, yeah, make sure you have both wings tonight. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, I'll try to get this better if there is a next time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there, there will have to be a next time, actually, because uh, your brother was salty with Bobby about not inviting him on and only talking to and about you. And then Bobby uh, told him that he needed to do something cool or stupid. And he responded with, uh, what do you mean I need to do something stupid? I've, I've fucking destroyed the thing two nights in a row or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh just just despite him uh we'll have to get you on a second time before we get him on once so you either you either got to win or flip <laughs> i'll flip my next race that way i could be on again don't do that and don't let this go to your head but we'll probably have you on just because you're probably one of the coolest 16 year olds i think i've ever met so oh my god thank you oh you know what we all right i, I want to talk about this before i left uh, on the episode after the floor after carolina 400 you guys, all you could remember about the Legend Car Race was me back in Keelan Harvick, so you just skipped over that. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing that we could remember. We just decided that uh, I think that we, there was nothing else really cool that happened in that race, and uh, I, I uh, will have to use that as an excuse because I think alcohol just became a factor, and we just – it's Legends, you know? And no one really gives a fuck about Legend Car Racing. Yeah, facts. Fuck those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and you can uh, you can come on anytime that you have better internet connection, and uh, we uh, yeah, go, just go to like a Starbucks next time. <laughs> it, it can't be worse. Or like a twenty-four hour McDonald's. Yeah, well, we'll let you do that because that you know the fr- the the first thing Brad wanted to do tonight after being gone for two and a half weeks is fucking edit your entire segment. So uh we we appreciate you coming on uh hopefully we'll get to hear all of what you say next time and uh you'll have more to talk about because you're going to do more cool shit yeah let's hope so i might be racing a prolate model in the next two weeks so maybe we wait until after that i can talk about that experience and next time hopefully i'll uh i'll get to see you in person with the boys hell yeah see you guys thank you for having me race car race car here we go race car